Welcome to episode 371 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 371 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Good, Bevan, and you? Well, John, I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? The Royal Baby? The Royal... <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning. What's... I woke up at five. You mean you didn't know about this last night? Well, no, we knew. Yeah. We knew, John. Yeah. I, I actually haven't had much sleep. I've been well, up all night checking the internet. Belinda got a text from, um, from Will and just said, right, it's, it's happening. It's yeah. happening. From Will, did she? Yeah. Are they tired, are they? Yep. Did you, get, did you have to buy a baby present? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Joe goes to me, has the baby been born? It's the first thing she said this morning. <laughs> no, I listened to six o'clock news when I pulled into your place. No baby yet. Oh, if you're listening to podcasting, the baby's happened, and you know what it is. Do you, okay, John, prediction, boy or girl? Uh, boy called it'll James. Be, it'll be traditional, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. They won't have like a, 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 a girl, phoenix. A girl called Beatrice or something like that. Beatrice? Mm. Mm. So we're all, we're all baby guys. We're pretty excited. We, we'll probably stop the show. When the baby is born, do you think okay. the baby will be born in the next two hours? Uh, no. Well, maybe, she's but, but, been the, but the announcement for like ten the, hours. The announcement might not be made for the next two hours. Uh, the chicken at the end of the show. John, it's exciting times to tell you. To tell you, okay, guys. I'm talking. Proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Well, she'll be needing some coffee after the baby. <laughs> she'll need a bit of an energy replenish, won't she? Athlinks.com. Uh, and social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Trainingpeaks.com. Place to tell everyone all, to see where your results are going. And SLS, SLS Try. Cool, Try. Yeah, okay, guys, and this week, we've got, a, we've got a really traditional show. Traditional. We may have to cut some things. It could be a little bit long. We'll see how we go. John's got to be out of here by eight. Yes. Why do you got to be out of here by eight? Because I need to get the car back. And why don't you swim? I'm not swimming on Tuesdays anymore. Oh, why not? Because I'm just swimming once a week and I bike. On you swim t- once a week? That's what I need to do. It's all I need to do. You. Most people are out there gutsing it out in the water five times a week to gain uh, 20 seconds. Next, during the summer, are we doing three to four, but now. So what do you do on about? Tuesday now? Uh, bike ride. Oh. <laughs> mm. You're in the cop ride, are you? No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, today, VO2 max work. Cranking it out. Tell you about that later. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, uh, so we've got some news. We've got an age grouper of the week. We've got a high five. We've got a website of the week. We've got Coach's Corner and questions and answers. Really, we haven't done a traditional show. I can't remember the last time we this, did. This is the audience's show. Lots of contributions this week. Remember when we used to do shows where people actually gave the whole show? I know. No one of those in a while either. <laughs> okay, news, John, and there wasn't much racing happening, but we had an ITU race and we had the Tour de France, and to be honest, I didn't see either. So tell me a little bit about Tour de France first. Tour de France all over, done and dusted. People was it a good tour? I thought it was. I heard yeah. it was. I heard it was. It was. It was obviously very predictable in terms of. Uh, well, not very predictable, but the person, the fa- hot favourite, won, won very comfortably. So you'd think that could have been really boring, but the fact that it was uh, so many battles on for for second and third, there was um, again. We, you know, we see this with like Lance Armstrong. You see this Brownlee or somebody like that. You have one guy who's miles in front of everybody, so it's not actually that interesting for for the win. But if you t- took them out of the equation, it would have been the most incredible race because oh, really? they were so close between second and um, second through sort of sixth. It was all very very close. So I thought it was a really good, um, really good tour. Quite enjoyed it. Watched it most days today. So I don't have to stop listening to news or turn the radio off and stuff. Oh, I can actually can live life again. Jill. Live life again because I don't have to wait to watch my little fix each day. So um, no, it was a, it was a good tour and yeah, I was kind of pleased that um, 
some guys have been convicted druggies sort of got knocked off the podium a little bit. That was kind Who's of, the guy who won it a couple of years ago? Contador. And he didn't hit the leagues, did he? He, he blew up on the on Semnos, which is a climb that I did with old Hal Tao. Um, just didn't, outside didn't you blow up on it as well? I exploded, but, <laughs> but apparently they came up a different way to us and they went up the easy way according course to Hal Tao. Yeah. So uh, that was a pretty cool climb. But yeah, just it's just this the the, the are we seeing a slowing down in speed? You know, one of the arguments with the drug thing is that, you know, in theory now you should see power outfit drop, you know, sp- average speeds drop and all the rest of it. If we look mm. at, like, you know, the shot put world record, mm. and Valerie Adams is New Zealand's shot putter and she's the current world champion. She's kind of dominated the sport for a long time. And she's still like a metre off the world record because mm. it was done in a drug age. And so, you know, the fact that she's so far off it kind of helps to prove that maybe she's not on drugs. But... um you know, are we noticing a change in, in the kind of speeds and powers these guys are doing? We'll have to get the sports scientists guys on oh, to talk they, about they it. Talk, I don't, they don't talk I don't about know. it? Oh, no, they do. Um, on, uh, the, on, uh, on the commentary? No, no, not really. No, it's pretty um, Just keep it under pretty, the carpet. Pretty, pretty generic. They, they always keep the Lance Armstrong thing under the capital, Phil Liggett and um, Paul Sherwin. But no, overall it was it was just good. Just the, the, the filming and the stuff of the scenery around France it just makes you want to go over there. It's just the best advertisement in the really? world for that country. See, I've never, I've never really sat down and, and committed – like I may have watched a couple of stages over the times, but there was one guy I met in Australia who was a husband of one of my runners, and he did, he's never liked sport – like cycling, never cycled in his life mm. and in one year he just kind of accidentally watched one of the stages and now he's just hooked he, mm. he, he's like you he watches it every day and, mm. and he'll watch it like a six hour he'll get up early and watch a six hour ride I don't quite go to that extreme that's full on isn't yeah. it but like, I think we've got we've now got a, I think it's called the, the, the Froom Kaboom the way that he attacks is just out of this world so if you haven't watched it Bevan if, if people are listening I'm going watch, to. try to watch some of the times when he attacks and it's just incredible I've never seen anything like it the way that he goes and he spins his little legs around it probably so it's high cadence oh incredibly high cadence and just attacks like a, a madman it was, how's your cadence work going because I always found when I tried to I was always a bit of a power guy who kind of grinded it out but I found when I went for high cadence I couldn't go fast yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's for me. It's a, it's a, it's a training exercise. It's not necessarily that I'm going to race at a hundred to hundred and twenty RPM. But for me, it's because you were it's working a drill. on it, weren't you? I am still am. Um, and it, it's very much a drill exercise. And I see so my cadence is drifting up from where it was, but it's still. I don't wouldn't consider myself a, a high cadence guy. When I did a time trial the other day, um, it was I think my cadence was ninety five um, RPM, which is still yeah moderate to yep. at moderate levels. Um, so, but yeah, I find a very good. Good, uh, what happens to your drill. power when, when you go high cadence? Does, uh, it, does it drop? Yeah, you get, it's it's harder to get a very high a very high power when you're at um at high cadence. So it, concentrating on the two of the things at, at once is 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 quite a challenge. Yep, but mm. it's all good stuff. John, we're going to leave ITU updates later on. Yes. Okay. So John, we've got coming up this weekend. We've got a couple big races. What is it, this weekend or just this weekend? Yep. We've okay. got uh, Altaïr's Triathlon coming up, uh, and then which you did a couple of years ago. No, I didn't. Oh, uh, no, no, we did. Oh, Embram. Embram. We've also got Lake Placid and Ironman Switzerland and. Best place for me to go these days uh, for checking out who's racing and all the inside gosses, tryrating.com. Last year at Placid, we saw uh, Andy Potts take it out from Pete Jacobs, who just dawdled around the course just to, to get his kind of slot sorted. And then we had uh, on the girls, Jesse Donovan, take it out from Janine Hansen. So this is a uh, it's a, only a thousand point race and it only has a total prize purse of 25,000. So as you'd expect, the pro field is nothing special. Um, you've got Andy Potts, uh, defending champion, 
who's predicted to come in 8.28, then Daniel Fontana and Tim Burkle on the guys. So I think Tim Burkle is coming off a sensational run in Cairns where I think he ran low to mid 240s. Mm. So we'll see if he can um, muscle up on the swim and the bike. <coughs> and on the girls' side of things, uh, you've got Carrie Lester, Madison McKenzie, uh, McKenzie Madison, and Kim Schweibauer, uh, in there along with Hilary Biscay and Hilary Biscay when you go on to tryrating.com it brings up you click on their name and it brings up all the races she's done she's done a lot of racing man you just keep scrolling down yeah. I don't know how many Ironmans it is but that's a lot I think she's done 50 now 50? I think yeah. over 50 I think recently she kind of hit the 50 mm. she's always been consistent isn't she she's kind of Hilary's done been a good athlete but never really kind of gone to that consistently winning races but she just always turns up and gets, you know, that similar result, doesn't she? And she, she did have a win somewhere, though, didn't she? Yeah, she won one once. She did win one, maybe it was Wisconsin. Something like that. It's interesting, Potts has turned up to this race. Like, a, it kind of makes me wonder how important is it for a guy like Potts, who, who you know, looking at this field, you want to put a lot of money on him. Mm. Is it good to just to have him winning races? You know, because as a pro, it's probably not the best race to choose because there's not many points. Prize money's pretty poor. You know, he could turn up to much better races and probably earn more money and get more points. Um, yeah. Well, uh, is, it, is it just because it's a tradition thing because he won it last year? Is it good for just because it's good PR and it's good for us? Like, general public, you know, an Ironman wins an Ironman win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We have to ask him that, get him on the show and ask him. He was one of our first guests we, we ever had, I think. Um, no, You're thinking of Reid. Yeah, Andy Potts was pretty early on. Oh, was he? Yeah, he definitely was. He's um, a nice guy. Yeah, so no, He's I don't... a unit. I wouldn't mess with him. Oh, yeah. No. He's a unit, man. I don't, I don't know. I can't understand what motivation he'd have for doing it. Um, good for PR. Maybe he's in a position where he's got fantastic endorsements. You know, he's a very well-known American, and maybe the prize money is not as important as um, for him as it is others. Because when you're on an ad selling a wetsuit, you mm. know, seven-time Ironman winner is all you see, yeah. isn't it? It doesn't yeah. say, you know, it was, it was a low points race. Yeah. You know, so. and, and he gets good points through his 70.3s. You know, he's a fantastic 70.3 athlete. So in terms of him for qualifying for Kona, maybe it's not such a stressor because he might have three, say, three 70.3 wins, needs to have an Ironman in there, plus some, some points from Kona. So, yeah, I just... He's um he's a great athlete, but he and he and he came on to Kona pretty strong the first couple of times, but hasn't really been sensational the last few years. And and over an Olympic distance, man, that guy can run seriously run. Um, but do you think the size hurts him? Mm, definitely, definitely. You know, like because if he gets to, you know, like a guy like him who is a bigger guy, like he is, he's a unit. How, how tall would he be? About six two, six three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and he's a solid guy. He's got that real kind of swimmer's physique, mm. and uh, you know you can probably hold that faster pace. 10, 10, yeah, 10 to yeah. 20k but in the heat 42k maybe mm. that's what, what what gets him a bit so um, we'll have to get him back on yeah also mm. got uh, Ironman Switzerland on at the weekend last year I can't year. find it on try reading John oh, got it. on the right hand side you can scroll down and you can see some little uh, oh, little okay. links there yeah, yeah. and last year Ronnie Shieldnick took it out for about the gazillionth time and he's got the course record there as well uh, this year we've got Ronnie Shieldnick Expected probably to take it out again. Uh, in 8.27, his main challenge will come from James Kanana, who is backing up from Rote only a few weeks ago. So Kanana had a pretty good race, didn't he? He did. He got second, second there. Yeah. So I think it was 8.04 or 8.04. 8, 803, 8, 8, 8, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Cyril Vino. Th- the third ranked and Marco Albert, who was second at. Dawson must put a lot of work into this website. He must, yes. A lot of it would be... You think it's all data, 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 database driven, but 
a lot of but it. Still, uh, still a lot a of work. Website. Uh, Marco Albert is fourth ranked. He came second to Ironman New Zealand, so maybe expect him to have a bit of a breakthrough race here as well. Peter Bruce down there, seated eighth place. Girls, girls side of things. Uh, Erica Chilmore uh, expected to come in with a ten minute victory over Diana Riser and Rebecca Hoshki. And that's about the guts of it. You know, these races, mid-season races now, we're going to see one or two really good athletes there, but we're probably not going to see that that depth of field that we've seen at, say, Germany, um, at Melbourne and, and the other races. So good luck to you guys racing. Another big race, which is, is, is a long-standing race in the American kind of circuit, is the Vinemans happening this weekend and uh, in California, in Santa Rosa. And they've got a unique little prize. I mean, it's not a big prize purse for, for pros or anything, but... Um, it kind of gets me a little bit motivated. Basically, they've got four thousand dollars up for grabs um, for guys and girls. And if you for the guys, if you go sub nine thirty, it basically gets split between anybody that oh, goes nice. sub nine thirty. So if you only one person goes under, you get four grand. If four of you go under, you get a thousand each. Um, yeah. So and, and, and there's not a lot of people that go under nine thirty by the look of it. I had to scan through the results thinking. Yeah, normally the the winner does it between nine and nine thirty, don't they? Yeah, but yeah. some years it was only one. Some years it was yeah, three or four. Um, oh, yeah, it's kind of. Something different, isn't it? And girls is ten thirty, so they've done really well, Vine Man, because they're in a pretty competitive WTC market. They're one of the only American races that have can still pull a pretty strong field. They've got nearly you know seven hundred fifty athletes here, yep. you know, and and they you know we get great feedback about this race, and mm. you know, and they're, they're always in contact with us. They're really good at getting the word out there about their race, and mm. you know, I think you can't go wrong if you go to Vine Man, and uh, you know, it's good to see that you know these races that aren't WTC are still holding strong. The 70.3 is supposed to be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Also got the Extreme Man in Hungary. We've got the Midnight Man where you race through the night. They have a half and a full there. I've got a guy racing the, the half, but if you do the full, you basically race through the night. So nice, cool conditions oh, when cool. you because you guys are going through your heat wave in the UK. And also it's two, two races in the UK in one weekend. You've got the Anglian, which looks like a pretty small iron distance race up uh, on the... Northeast Coast, and then finally we have Challenge Vittoria in Spain, which is on the same course that they used for the World Long Distance ITU Champs, I think it was last year or the year before, where Maka took it out over um, this year's form athlete, um, Nico Lanos. So, you know, I think a lot of us write Maka off, but, you know, when he's beating Nico Lanos last year, who this year is the form athlete, yeah, can't see Maka winning Kona or anything like that, but I don't think he's totally washed up. Good call. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. John? Yes. Got, a, got an email from Barry Sift this morning, good old American correspondent. Mm-hmm. The good guy. What, what, what did you end up calling him last show? I can't remember. Yeah. The good guy, Gary, Barry Sift. Anyway, uh, he just, I, 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 he didn't really give us much detail, but it makes me wonder about Iron Man Boulder selling. It's got, guess you two were right. I guess you're right too about Iron Man Boulder. It's a bit of altitude stage fright, I believe, as well as a hint that WTC IM oversaturation in America. So maybe, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't know what that means, but maybe it's not selling amazingly well. Yeah, and and, and I think more than the the well, maybe hasn't thing, sold out in two minutes. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of races on that, and if they don't sell out, it's not the end of the world. And it's kind of nice if things don't sell out because if they get enough races on, then people can actually sit there and actually plan their seasons, uh, you know, maybe a little bit later, or not be so panicked to do it. Uh, so I think you know they should keep putting on races until they get, you know, I don't know. It'd be nice to have races at seventy five percent full, or you know, it'd be it'd be nice to be at events. This is the way I look at it. That it may be more about that fifteen hundred people rather than getting out there and there being three thousand people on course, just being so. Ridiculous 
ridiculously overcrowded. Um, they're still, you know, if they're seventy five percent full or whatever, they're still going to do absolutely fine on the, the financial front. So, um, not su- I'm not surprised by it. And um, but Barry, I don't Barry, give me some more email. I'm going to respond to his email. I just got that email just before the show, so it'll be interesting to see what he says in response. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder what you, where the break point is. Like where mm. Iron Man look at a race? Because remember last year they pulled out of a race. Yes, I can't remember what race it was, but they literally they decided not we're not doing that race because basically there's no profit. In I think it was that was more Olympic distance. I think it was wasn't an Ironman or half it was an Olympic distance. Yeah, but it was they did pull yeah. out of something, and and I wonder if for an Ironman, where is like do they need at least seven hundred fifty people to break even, mm. and then do, it'll be interesting to kind of I'd love to get the insight into those types of, you know, the way the businesses run, you know, mm. where is the break-even points, how much profit do you make after, how much profit do they make of an Ironman, mm. you know, and how much that comes from sponsors and, yeah. I'm sure they're just going to spit all that out for us. <laughs> oh, well, surely there's some insider who could give us, you know, a bit of a, bit of a kind of a sink email. But, uh, the way I look at it is if, if a race doesn't sell out, then you just you slap a 70.3 with it and um, and then you can bolster your numbers and, and I don't really see that detracting from the event majorly or, or doing something along those lines um so i'm sure i'm sure the event will work out well i'm sure it'll be a yeah. fantastic race yeah you know what i'm sure it will and it's just probably because every other iron man sells it in two minutes this one obviously hasn't but yeah barry give me some more info anyway um other news john's itu update another big weekend of itu racing the only right, race I love watching that counts. It. it's amazing it was uh, it was a bloody good race actually so we had the short course world Teams champ. Well, we had the short course champs, which was in Hamburg, and so seven fifty swim, twenty k bike, five k run. It was pretty bloody good racing. Well, Tim Hemming's got <laughs> taking Bevan to task over his continued boring. Continue. I've only made one comment on it being boring, Tim. You went to school on it. Last oh, well, it was week, boring. Oh, I don't know, I, John. It was no. I, I, okay, okay. Without your biased eye. If Belinda had sat down and watched it with you, no, because Belinda has a bit of a triathlon knowledge. If you're someone who you don't, who you know, who has no triathlon knowledge, do you think mm. they would have been riveted by it? Absolutely. No. So what I was going to say, what I was going to say is, yes, I think the production could be done a lot better, but in terms of the the the, the race for, from a triathlete's point of view, I thought it was pretty wicked. At, oh as, yeah, as well. but but that's not who we're trying to appeal to. Well, yes and no. No, it's not. If you're trying to make money for the sport, who are you trying to appeal to? It's not all about the money, Bevan. We want bloody good racing. (laughs) Yeah, we do, because money creates opportunity. It gives our pros more money, which means we get a bigger field. Anyway, back to this week's race in Hamburg. Oh, so I think I got it. Yes. Uh, It was was really good racing. Uh, I heard that. The sprint distance in your head. The Brownleys just got on the bike and just motored. Alistair Brownlee came out with a classic call after the race. Said, uh, "If any of these guys want to learn how to ride, they can. You know, they've got my number. They can give me a call. I'll give them some tips. <laughs> they can give them <laughs> some what tips. He said. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing out there today. It was. Uh, so what happened? He just well, there was about nine of them, and those boys were just driving it on the bike, really smashing it, and they and they got the break. You know, over sprint distance, you only really need 30, 45 seconds, and you're, what, you're what, sweet. What is sprint distance? So it's seven fifty swim, twenty k bike, five k run. Okay, yep, and I've been saying I think sprint distance is the way of the future and having seen this race here it was a lot more interesting than Olympic distance race the run both on the girls and the guys side of things they all stayed together and it became down to sprint finishes you didn't you know you you were sitting on your edge of your seat going right what's going to happen here when are yeah. they going to break and stuff like that whereas over a 10k you know it, it tends to, to, to open up a lot earlier in terms how, of the breaks how long does it take them? 
under an hour. So I mean, I'm sure the guys are probably low fifties, I guess, and the yep. girls sort of mid to high fifties. But the guys dro- drove it on the bike, a group of nine, and they they got away, stayed away, and because the brownies basically drove it, a lot of the guys were just sitting in, and uh, and that's but fair what enough. Brownie. You know, like it's like when you read, um, who's that power guy that we've had on the show, Hunter Allen? Hunter, Hunter Allen. You read his book, and he's like in the tour and writing. It's always the guy who saves himself. Yes and no. So I agree to that point to a degree but I think a lot of those guys in that group had they contributed they would have finished higher up the field because they ended up with a 30 second break which wasn't enough on the the second group for those guys to hang on if they'd got a minute oh so these guys weren't great runners they they were good runners like the Kiwi Ryan Sissons I can't remember where he finished had that group got a minute he probably would have finished I don't know maybe two or three places he did pretty well in the very well in the uphill one so he's having a great season he got fourth didn't he Uh, yes fourth or fifth so shame that those guys didn't contribute, but maybe the pace was so hard that they just couldn't. So I, I'm not quite sure. So great uh, the sprint finish, um, and the younger Brownlee took out from his brother, who looked like he was suffering the whole way around, and Gomez was in third. And then on the girls' side, was, things, was it a sprint finish or was it just? I know oh, it was a full-on sprint finish. Really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So full. the three of them. Uh, Gomez got dropped just before the end, but then the brothers. It was a full-on sprint finish. It was oh. it was really good, and then so that's cool. I, yeah, like I didn't see that one, and maybe if I would have would have been excited. But it sounds interesting. One thing that you could you, when you do your piece um, on triathlon.org, they do really a really good little three to four minute highlights package, and I'm that makes, now while you're talking. That makes a race. <laughs> and then and then the, the girls' side of things, we had uh, another really good race. Um, could be, Five of them came together on the run, and uh, Annie Hug Haug took it out, and, and she's an impressive runner. I really like the way she runs. So, and like, thankfully she it's only cleaned, three minutes, three she, minutes thirty. She, she keep talking. She cleaned out the the palms, which is good because the palms have been winning just too much lately. And then they had the mixed team relay, which was also quite exciting. So, wait a second, who won the team relay? Uh, well, the Pommy girl was riding solo and somehow managed to crash. So the Poms got de- de- um, didn't, oh. didn't finish and they would have won. So we ended up having the Germans taking it out from the Kiwis. Oh, really? Who was in our team? And the Yanks. We had uh, Kate McElroy, Andrew Hewitt, Tony Dodds, and Ryan Sissons. So tell me the format of that. It is swim, bike, uh, you go girl, guy, girl, guy. And the swim is, I think, see, the two or 300 metres. The bike is maybe. Six to eight Ks, and the run is, I think, one and a half to two Ks along those lines, and it's a relay format. And uh, the it, things do change around a bit. First, 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 um, first discipline tends to stay together. Then on that first run, then it really splits up, and then you start to see the ones and twos and bits and pieces all over the place. So um, it looks, it's good. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Well, yeah, I th- it seems pretty likely that they'll get it into the Olympics. Just in my clip, you right now they're coming into the bike transition. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes for the swim. It's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Looking pretty smoking. You don't really count sometimes. You never know how accurate it is, but that's that's pretty fast. Surely this level it's accurate. Yeah, but yeah, you'd expect it'd be, it'd be pretty close. There's a, a pick about nine on the bike right now. Yeah, great. They're ahead. Great. Yeah, Again, yeah. there's most cyclists riding beside them. Okay, John, what else is happening? What else is happening? Pete Jack has got an option. Oh, well, I know. I've got, we've got an auction. Going. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, and I don't think we've got any bit. I only put it up yesterday because I was being rather lazy. So go to um, go to our Facebook page, and we'll have it on, a link on imtalk.me as well. And we've basically got some Pete Jacobs gear. We've got uh, an, an Asics bag, an Asics t-shirt, and a drink bottle, all signed by the current world champion Pete Jacobs. And any money we get from this is going to Challenged Athletes Foundation. So this is some gear that got Pete to sign over in Kona and um, get on it. Bit it. 
rapid. And mainly, if you're outside of America, it's going to cost quite a bit to ship, and you guys are going to pay for it. So um, just factor that in if you're going to bid if you're outside the States. But get on it, people. John, just mm. these guys are running. These guys are smoking, which it does look pretty cool. John Bo, do you think the, the younger Brownlee Weaver overtake Alistair? Well, he's beaten Alistair several times now over sprint distance. So over sprint, I think he's got the, the medal on him. But Alistair sounds like he's not at his top fitness in terms of his running. But they're, they're very similar. These are flying, eh? It's pretty. Yeah. They are impressive athletes. Yeah. Here is the sprint. Okay, so Brownlee's taking on Brownlee. Brownlee, young Brownlee's got the lead. And then does Alistair come back, does he? He comes back around. Oh, look at this. Young Brownlee's gone, I've got it, I've got it. And then the other one goes, nah, I'm digging deeper. Jeepers, creepers. Oh, no. So who won it? The younger one, Jonathan. Oh, I thought Alistair won it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was pretty yeah, exciting. Yes, it was exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing once you get in front of that sprint, you've got it really, haven't you? Oh, he came back at him though. No, Alistair Brownie came around him and uh, and and pushed, and then he came back around him again. So it was good, good times. Yeah, a lot of beer to drink too, didn't they? Mm. Mm. <laughs> they would have got those boys drunk. Anyway, um, sponsor John. Well, what else did um, What else did uh, Tim Hemmings saying about your boring triathlon? Anything interesting there? You've, no. You slapped those notes in there. No, he just he just basically you, you kind of wrapped it up. But in fairness, I was right. I know I, I agree with you. The production could be a hell of a lot better, and that would bring more people in. I agree with that point, but I think. The racing as a as a triathlon purist is um, this this Olymp- this this short course stuff and the change of format is brilliant and I want to see more of it. It's just the, 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 the big thing I have is you sit down on a Saturday afternoon you don't know much about triathlon. Mm. Imagine seeing a show goes wow this is a pretty interesting sport. Mm. Whereas what I saw was wow this is pretty boring. <laughs> they need to take what they do with Kona with uh, with Iron Man. And somewhere in the middle there is is a perfect ground as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, no, I don't, I don't think to do. I don't think it is that whole tell stories. I think it's more. How do you make the excitement of what's really happening in the race come across in TV coverage? And mm. I think a lot of it comes down to the commentating. I think the commentating mm. was a bit kind of nonchalant and mm. kind of a little bit kind of more observational than mm-hmm. creating the excitement of the race. And mm-hmm. I think with endurance sport, you've, there, there needs to be. The, and the thing is, the way you edit it can make it seem more exciting than it often is in these yeah. races. But you know, and like this race that I've just watched here on Hamburg, you know, you could edit that into a really great package. Mm. And if you're good commentators, I don't know, like how do you create excitement is probably the better question. Yes. Anyway, John's sponsor. Oh, I was just heading off to our Facebook page, but let's, uh, oh, let's okay. get in there. Yeah, so last night, Bevan. What happened last night, John? Last night, had a little bit of Achilles, just tightness. Oh. You know, on Monday nights, I always do my run session with my group and it tends to be quite a bit of uh, plyometrics, core work, um, hill reps, stuff like that, just sort of general, good winter general conditioning work. What kind of plyo do you do? Uh, do you just lunges and stuff? Yeah, but quite a bit of jumping. We're just yeah. sort of building into a bit more jumping and uh, quite a bit of core work. So it's just, again, I go on about this quite often. It's basically combining a, core, a really good core routine in with, uh, with a run workout. So it's an hour and a half in total. We do a 15-minute warm-up, then we do about 20 minutes of core stuff. So I generally have two exercises, and we'll repeat them three times through, doing about 40 to 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off. So we might do an ab exercise and then like some uh, some tuck jumps or some calf jumps or some walking lunges, yep. and then might do some obliques, and then we might do, yeah, so just a variety of stuff. But I'm more into the jumping, but with some of the other guys, they're not quite as durable as me. I just have to be a little bit careful with some of the jumping yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the problem with jumping is you've got to make sure you've got good technique because mm. if you mm. land in, in bad ways, you know, Think mm. of all that kind of weight landing on you in mm. bad ways. Hopping, love doing a bit of hopping. Uh, but I had a little bit, just a little bit of Achilles tightness last night, a little bit of soreness. So slap on the old uh, compression socks. I get feedback from a lot of people. So I had my SLS um, compression socks on. 
a lot of guys that have Achilles issues um, just live in their socks uh, whenever it sort of comes up and really helps to, to clear things up and I do find that myself as well. So SLS got some pretty funky looking uh, compression socks. Use the code IMTALK and you get yourself a nice little discount. 44 bucks for a pair of funky black and grey uh, compression socks for the girls. They've got all sorts of girls colours. But um, in all seriousness, if you do have Achilles issues, I really do find this is quite an effective tool. It's not going to solve things overnight, but it does uh, it does help people quite often. And you know, Gordo used to wear bloody compression socks on the bike as well when we're going and doing epic camps and stuff. Uh, do you run in them much? Uh, personally, I don't run in them a huge amount, but if, uh, certainly if, I, if whenever I have uh, tightening around the calves or Achilles or anything, then I do. Um, but in general, I, wear them, I use them when I'm teaching. Yeah. Purely for look. Good. Because <laughs> it's the cool thing right now. You wear your stubbies and your SLS socks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, G-string. Good, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, so if you do have any t- calf tightness or Achilles tightness, give these give these a go, both in, whether whether or not you wear them in training, but in terms of your recovery. I, I tell guys to be sleeping in the things um, as well. Oh, so it's all right for Gordy to give Gordy a hard time for training in them, but you sleep in them. Yeah, I sleep in them, yeah. Still got, no, I won't go there. Um <laughs> So, so check it out, slstry.com, use the code IMTALK, and also if you need any tri gear, obviously these guys have got the business, but also the IMTALK tri suits and uh, all tri gear is, is up there, so tri suits, two pieces, get on it, and if you've got some pictures of it, flick it through to us and um, we will chuck it up on our website, we'll actually, the gallery. I'm, I'm putting put together my book proposal right now, John, mm-hmm. and, I, um, and there's a photo of you and I in Kona that I really wanted to use and I can't find it. Um, we Albert took it of us, and we're, we're basically sitting like we are, but with the Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go there. Okay, you've send it through. It's to not me? particularly high quality, but yeah. No, it doesn't need to be because it's just going to be a small one. But um, so I'm not important enough to be a big, big feature picture. Oh no, I've got a whole whole part devoted to you and my good, proposal. Yeah, good, good. but um, the thing is, is um, I was just going through our website trying to find it. I basically went through all, the, and it was amazing how many people have sent through photos of the jerseys on. I updated that the other day. It was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. but even just going through all the old posts of, you know, it was just. Mm. Yeah, it was quite cool. It was just it was one of those kind of moments. Where you go, wow, like this is a pretty cool thing we've done. So. I'm, w- I'm working on uh, getting some more consistent supply in the bike jerseys. I haven't done a bike jersey order for ages. So if you want to, if you're after cool. a short sleeve full zip bike jersey, pop me an email. I'm working on some solutions to make it. Part part of the reason was that I haven't been doing it lately is because the New Zealand dollar is so ridiculously high for us to sell bike jerseys is really quite expensive um, for overseas listeners. Yeah, you like the dollar to be low, don't you? I like the dollar, but it's heading in the right direction at the moment, but it's still pretty high. No, American dollar's going to go up because Europe's screwed. Okay, whatever. Yep. That's my philosophy. Right, good. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye. Buy gold yeah. now. <laughs> so uh, get on slstry.com, get your awesome socks, and get yourself some IM Talk Try Racing gear as well at the same time. Okay, Jumbo. <clears throat> Yes. Discussion of the week. Now, we had a discussion a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was, John. Do you remember what it was? So, yeah, it was basically around a suggestion. If they somebody tried to set up a series where you'd have athletes oh, basically right. racing across all distances, um, would that be of appeal? Would it work? And John Bo, we could put that on Facebook, and we've got a few discussions from around Kurt, this one. It was from Kurt Taylor. Kurt Taylor, he sent that one through, and Colin Durant saying, the fact that there is not enough money and motivation in the sport of triathlon to get a top pro race multiple times a year, even more than they currently do, their major A race is Kona, biggest prize money and biggest street cred. Nothing compares. Distance is not an issue. Reward is. Nice. Yako, yak, uh, yak, uh, how do you say this? Yakapo. Basically, I'll do my little trick. Where is it? Oh, okay, here we go. Let me try this one. I'll turn up my little thing here. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. Jacopo 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 Cacci Paparino. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, besides the ITU, WTS already exists and there are races every four weeks with all the top pros. Ah, but wait a second. It's not relevant because it's not Ironman branded. So he's basically saying that there's already a fantastic season, uh, fantastic short course racing where the top pros are racing regularly um, head-to-head, which I, I agree with. But it does not include all the iron distance guys. Thames and Lewis, Dr. Thames and Lewis got the pros would only do it if the money was on offer or sponsors got behind it. It would be a good idea if the TV coverage, then sponsors get the return on their investment. Question is, are Ironman willing to put their cash into their pros when they already set up most of the races? What would be their motivation? Exactly. Even still, um, make the points required... F- Required for Kona substantially higher, minimum two Ironmans plus 670.3s, throw in a point system and prize money weighted to so-called priority races. Eventually they will cross paths. Rich Walker's got the problem isn't so much that the money is, is getting casual viewers to watch for two or so hours. Look at soccer, football, F1, rugby, baseball, all under two hours. The ITU already has that sewn up. They've also introduced a team event relay, which is really interesting to the non-triathlete. I'm also not convinced Ironman needs to dilute its brand for another reason. Joshua Crabb, how much money are they going to get paid? Is the season leader defined by who won the most, uh, who made the most money so far that year? If so, I think you can convince them to race where the dollars are. And Yakwal... Uh, had several posts on here. Crappy idea was another one of his. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Taylor, I hope you know this stuff already. That this stuff exists already. And done no, this one. No, no, he's had three posts on here. Oh, geez, people coming back. And he's and saying there. WTTS has one of the best live coverages on the planet for multi-sport. Check it, check it out. Okay, hey all. This is Kurt Taylor again. Jeez, he's been a bit selfish, he's a bit greedy, isn't he? Yeah. A bit greedy. Um, I posted this question to John and Bevan. Oh, this is the guy who posted the question? Yes. Oh, in that case, he said that'd be greedy. Yes. Yeah, of course he is. Oh, okay. Anyway, last one, John. Any others? Oh, you're not going to read that one? Oh, okay. Well, I've lost it because I went up the Good page tale. checking it. Okay. Um, and think that the reason that the sport is, only gets minimal coverage is that the races aren't exciting. A huge reason is WTC just is cheap and doesn't pay. But the, with the race series, kind of like the FedEx Cup and golf, it may be easier to attract a TV sponsor and give them large, the pros a larger payday. Like the movies say... If you build it, they will come. But for me, I want to see all of the big boys battle it out again and again over the course of a year. If the WTC eliminated a bunch of lower race level races and combined the prize purses, you would get bigger paydays for the pros. That's an interesting point, John. Let's say let's say WTC goes, okay, we're not going to have, you know, and you've always talked about this, non-pro races. Hmm. You know, we and we and and it's. 50% of our races, maybe even let's say 75%. And there's this 25% of races which are just the pro series. And, and you've got, and, mm. and there's maybe, we'll, we'll say 10 Ironman a year. Mm. No, let's say six. Yeah. Just six Ironman a year. Mm. And if you're a pro, you have to sign up and do all six. And which is six Ironman. I know, but yeah, but, but no, but if you go six and then all the prize money, so they're paying over a million dollar purses at each race. Or you have to complete four of them or something like that. I think what a lot of this stems back to, and I would imagine that prize money does not come out of WT's pocket, WTC's pocket. It comes out of each individual event, 
granted, I guess WTC are running all events, so it probably doesn't make that much nowadays difference nowadays. Yeah. But I would say in most instances, the prize money is allocated to, to that particular event. So all of a sudden, if, if you've only got five events, and, and I'm in Wisconsin's race director saying, well, you know, I've got to pay out $500,000 prize money here. Where's, where's all that coming from? So I don't know. It depends on how they, how they do it all. But I think we've probably got to almost, if this idea was to go, you'd kind of almost say, right, this is a series for Ironman athletes, but they're racing over different distances, or this is a series for non-drafting athletes. Because as um, Jacopo has, has pointed out, that there already is a fantastic drafting series. And if you put those athletes against Ironman athletes, it's not even going to be a contest over a short distance race. It's just Ironman athletes aren't going to even be within cooey of them. But if you said, right, we're going to have... Um, you know, to be part of the series, you've got to do an Ironman, so you, and you've got to do an Olympic distance, and you've got to do some um, uh, some halves. So if if you had like a an eight race season, everybody got paid. Boom, you you sign on to the series. If, if you're in the series, you are getting fifty thousand dollars. You're going to pay. You can live. And, and then you just you just need somebody, a, a visionary, to really. You don't need the best athletes, but you can make something really interesting, as we've said, with fantastic coverage, having all these different competitions within races. If you if you break away on the bike, you might get a 30-second bonus or something like that. But I just think it requires somebody to, to be a bit innovative and, and do a, a made-for-TV package. And then I think it would work. I think it would be awesome to have guys racing over all distances and uh, and having a series champion and yeah, if the money was there, the pros would do it because uh, guys like Craig Alexander and stuff, they would love to race over all distances. But they know if they go and race, yeah, the Brownies, the Brownies and stuff, <laughs> it's not even worth going get going. But if they're racing against, say, all the other guys that are doing Kona, then everybody's going to have their strengths and weaknesses. Some guys are going to be better on the, the swim and the bike and the, and the run, and I think they would love it. But it's got to pay the bills. Well, I think the interesting point is, and we've been talking about lots, this lots over the last couple of weeks, is that, you know, how do we make it a TV package? And, and unfortunately, I think that if you're going to add the long stuff to a race series, because the only reason the Ironman works is because they sell the stories. Mm, mm. And so, it, I don't know if it would work. Yeah, I mean, but you'd only have maybe two, two, Ironman, two Ironmans in that series. Um, you'd have, uh, you know, uh, an early to mid-season Ironman and you'd have Kona and then you, the rest of the season be um, short course racing and you can make short course racing interesting. You've just, oh, yeah. you just got to be innovative. You do things like handicap starts. Um, you do things like, uh, yeah, reverse time trial starts. And then, uh, and, and you know, they, they made the... The series in Australia, you know, those F1 stuff, they made that interesting. And, and similar guys won most of the races, but the format just kept changing all the time, so you did see some some different dynamics. So, yeah, this is, all this is going to take is somebody with a lot of passion, with some good connections. Okay, John, let's ask the next question then. Where do you think we will be 10 years from now? Do you think, at least if Ironman, we're pretty much just going to be, there's more races? Same. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, realistically, I think it'll be pretty much the same. You know, you're going to see a bit more depth coming in because there's more and more races. It's a little bit easier for the second, the second third money. tier pros to to make some money these days. Still, so, you know, things are, uh, it's very competitive, but there's more and more races. There's a bit more money out there, but I foresee things to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. See prize money going up um, for the for the major races. You know, year on year. You know, your, your Melbournes and and uh, and Frankfurt and Kona. I see that continuing going up. So I just see it it creeping up, but I don't foresee anything major. Because that's the thing, you know, we look at Germany this year, and you and I were really impressed with the German race. We were mm. looking at it and we're going, well, this is this is what we want to see. You know, this, you know, the fact that they've got these championship races and, you know, they took, you know, they did it and they kind of made it more encouraging to get these athletes here. 
and uh, they turned up and you know, and great field. At least the male field was you know really strong. How many people do you actually think watched it? Oh, not a lot. Oh well, no, in Germany they get big fields. Like no, that. but I mean like internationally. Yeah, no, not many. Not you many. know, so does it actually really? Is it a good return on investment for WTC? As, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think the future is uh, is the ITU stuff. If they can go, if John they, and his bias. If, if they can go, made for TV, half hour races. I think that'd have some appeal to mainstream TV because you've got a lot more higher chance of getting something on TV if it's only for for 30 minutes onto mainstream media. You can do a cool little highlights package. I think that's the future and, and hopefully they're heading that way because, uh, and I think for kids and stuff, they can watch that <coughs> stuff and they can see, boom, they're going head to head, they're going to sprint finishes. I think that is where the, the future lies in terms of trying to get mass participation in there. And then they need to tie in some 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 uh, interesting stories into that because when they do go around and do this World Triathlon Series, they do have uh, an age group race on there and that's where you can start to pull in some of the, interest the, you know, the special interest stories as yeah. well. So. Because the interest piece about kicking soccer balls was pretty boring. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I didn't actually even watch that. That's the, that's the joy of my sky. Fast forward that Fast crap. Fast forward the crap. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, Jerry Hobbs sent through this week's one, and he's got um, just back from doing the long course uh, championships last weekend. What was long course weekend? What was that? So basically, oh, okay, so okay, no way I got it. So it's basically an Ironman ran over a weekend. So you swim on the Friday evening, you bike on the Saturday, and then you run on the Sunday. It's the one coin you can do a half or full distances basically, um, for a half or full swim, bike followed by Ironman on the Wales route, and the run was slightly different. So the question he has is, how much quicker do you think you would be over an Ironman distance if you had twelve hours plus to recover between each distance? Would you pace each distance differently? As they're standalone and it's compared to your approach, or approach with an Ironman. So, what he's saying Friday you swim, Saturday you do the bike ride, Sunday you do the run. How much quicker I would you I want to talk be? about now, John. Oh, well, you just keep it all bottled up inside for next week. Because it definitely would be a different approach. Well, that, so the, the, the long, they've got this website, longcourseweekend.com, which, and, and Bevan said it was in Wales. And it looks to me like they held it over the same weekend that maybe they've got the Wales um, Marathon. So they sort of combined it in with the event and then just, uh, and it looked like the, the, the Saturday race on the bike was actually a sportif, which it might have been a bit of drafting component in there. What I could read from the results was that most people looked like they ran quite a bit quicker than what they would in a uh, yeah. in an Ironman. So but John, the, you told me not to talk about it. I'm just talking about this website to give people a bit of insight. I'm not talking about my opinions. But it's kind of giving away what your opinion would be. Well, I've got some other stuff to say as well. Okay, well, let's leave so it until next week. Well, let's, let's say the winner from this race was Dominic. Goodness, my eyes, Bevan, my eyes. It's a really tiny I can't font. see it. Where is it? Results? Where is it? Dominic Rowan Gates from Team YCE. Jeez, I'm glad my eyes aren't going. He did. What's it like to have your eyes go? I don't know. Don't ask me. Uh, nine, <laughs> 9.54. Isn't your wife be able to give you surgery? Uh, I'm not not suitable. So he swam 56. He biked 5.56. It is a very tough bike course over there. And then he ran 301. 301's a pretty handy run split if you were doing an Ironman. Yeah, for sure. There you go. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we will. Okay, John, sponsor number two, and that is good old Extreme right, Endurance. Right, yeah, so what we're going to do, go to xendurance.com. Okay, xendurance.com. And get your little mic and hold it up to your computer, and X. they've got a funky, cool little uh, okay. little ad. Hopefully it plays. It played for me this morning when I was looking. Okay, I'm just pulling up the site right now. It's taking a little bit of time. Yeah. My computer, I need to buy two new computers, John. Oh, uh, yeah. Two. You and Joe. Well, Joe's looking to kind of maybe move on from a job in the next few months. Oh, yeah. Josh, you're here to talk to you about 
Oh, no, it's the next. Oh, no, they must have another clip on there as well. Oh, is he going? Oh, no, maybe that's it. So, yeah, you're that's it. Okay. This has got a cartoon going with it. This is a cartoon, it's pretty cool. Jumps on your back, you know, the fearsome furball that's every athlete's mortal enemy. Lactic acid buildup. There's a beer. It can feel like Teddy here mauled you into the ground. Want to kick that lactic bear right in the acid? Now you can. Introducing Extreme Endurance. With all this natural, certified, drug-free, ace-in-the-hole solution, you'll be able to reduce lactic acid buildup by up to 15% and say hello to less muscle soreness. And without anything to hold you back, you'll find yourself recovering faster, performing better, and feeling stronger than ever. This one industry-leading product will give you the edge you've been looking for. Sounds too good to be true, right? Honestly, athletes who have tried extreme endurance are simply blowing by the competition. Alright, so why haven't you heard of this sooner? Simple. Athletes don't want to share their competitive edge. Why help out the competition? But hey, the secret's out. And if you really want to kick that bear in the acid, try it for yourself. Order at xendurance.com. Promo code BEAR for free shipping. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of better when you're watching the cat. It was quite a good cartoon, yeah, wasn't it's, it? It's really cool. Yeah, um, that's one of those. If you've been on like TED, sometimes they do it, and they have you know as they're talking, they've got cartoons happening, but it's very well done. Yeah, so go to xendurance.com if you want to check out the clip. It's quite cool. Uh, don't use the code beer. Use the code I am talk, and you get five bucks off everything in there. So uh, check it out. You can kick, kick that beer in the acid. Kick that beer in the acid. I thought that was pretty clever. Okay, Jombo, let's put some music on, eh? Age group of the week. week. And good old uh, Rob Cummings coming sent through this week's age group. And he goes, my nomination for age group of the week is my partner. Now, how's this one, John? Elsling Coppinger. Yeah, Elsling. Wait a second, let me pull out my little kind of trick here, right? <laughs> Elsling. Wait a second, let's go. Here we go. Let's see how close I am. Island Coppinger. Island? A-I-S-L-I-N-G. Mm. She's not one for following the normal rules of training and racing. Last year, she broke her foot nine weeks before. Let's we'll move my little screen over a little bit here. Before her main race of the year in the 24-hour ultra marathon Irish National Championships, she was given one of those removable casts and a pair of crutches. Instead of giving up on her race, she decided to improve every other area that she could while not being able to run. She started working with a strength and conditioning coach and at the same time completely overhauled her nutrition. She took it to the weight uh, wait, so she took to the weights like a fish to water, squatting, deadlifting and doing lots of core work. Three weeks before the race, she went back to the doctor and her next ray. She came out in tears after being told that she couldn't run for another six weeks. That would suck. Later that day, she decided to try and run and did 40... <laughs> Don't listen to your medical yeah. professional. <laughs> and did 40 minutes, very easy with no pain. The next day, she's in still no pain. So in true ultra runner style, she ran again the next day and the pain was back. Well, 
the doctor wouldn't have seen yeah. anything then, would have he? Uh, there were still there were more tears, and but she still didn't give up. One week before the race, she decided that if she could run for two and a half to three hours, then she could start the race. She managed to go close to three hours, and there was no pain. Well, not much. Race day came, and the enormity of starting a 24-hour ultra marathon with just a one three-hour run done in the last 10 weeks, and possibly a broken metatarsal hit home. The race was held on a 400-meter track. 24 hours running for around a 400 meter track. Oh, it started at 6 p.m. Ales? <laughs> it just doesn't sound like fun. No, I started at the back of the field and started slowly. By the end of the first hour, she was almost last. Four hours in and torrential rain, was as she was moving steadily up the field and was so far the only person who had run straight through. Most people were to alternate running and walking at those times. By 10 hours, she was well in the lead of the women's race and was moving up the men's field, getting as far as fourth. She walked for the first time after 17 hours so she could get some solid food in. She was the last person to walk during the race. In the end, she won with a distance of over 161Ks, John. 100 miles. Good market to get to. Yeah, she did too. Winning the Irish National Championships and apparently fixing her foot in the process. That brings me to this year. And Al, he's cut it down. Ace, we're gonna to have to re- re- read that name again because I can't remember what it was. AIs, AIs, AIs. I'm not sure because Irish yeah. are a little bit different. Because yeah, we've got a girl called Onyo who's one of our coaches, mm. and it's spelled A I N E. And it's like, how do you get Onyo out you of that? Crazy Irish, you Irish. Um, her next target was Ironman UK, where she was hoping to qualify for Kona. Training was going really well until she fell on her driveway, landing heavily on her back, and as a result, spent the last four weeks in fairly savage pain on her back, unable to sit or stand. Mirrors and X-rays, MRIs. MRIs. <laughs> was no Another bloody name. Irish thing. <laughs> and X-ray followed as the diagnosis of nerve damage in the lower spine, a torn hip flexor, and possibly a fractured pelvis. She had a couple of weeks of physio and was able to move around somewhat better. And it looks like the pelvis is okay. Her comment on the way home from her second physio session this week, after making really good progress, was that initi- what initiated this email. She said that maybe I'll be able to do Ironman at UK after all there's five weeks to go to Ironman UK and she's likely won't be able to train at all for at least another two weeks but is still not giving up she's the most inspirational person I've ever met and as hard as nails she will get a huge kick if you guys read her story and while she's already a bit of a legend she would rise to her statue as age gripper of the week it will hopefully keep her going during the last rest period in her rehab I'll, I'll let her know as she gets on and how she gets on and if she's healed in time for Ironman UK. Some people are nut bars, aren't they? Yes. And, and, and however we say her name, Eiling. Yeah, well, I think that was pretty close, Bevan. Yeah. Let's have another go. Eiling. 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 Sounds uh, more Asian than Irish. It does, doesn't it? Eiling. Um, anyway, nut bar, but hard as nails. Hard as nails. But what, one thing that I do like out of this is early on in the first incidents out of, uh, out of two was instead of focusing on what she couldn't do, focus on what she could do and really got stuck into stupid yeah. conditioning, nutrition, going bug this, you know, and you can make some really big gains. So if you've got an injury at the moment where you, know, you can't run, then focus on what you can do and try to make some really good gains there. You'll get back into it. It's not the end of the world. Can't say I necessarily agree with the, the recovery protocol here, but um, <laughs> but but. Uh, I, I do like the fact that uh, 
focusing on the things you can do rather than things you can't. A 24-hour race must be a really interesting experience because you know what it's like when most races you're going to a distance, even in mm. training. Like when you're trained to distance, mm. it's much easier to motivate yourself than training to time mm-hmm. because let's say you're going for a six-hour bike ride. Mm. Five hours into it, you're struggling a little bit. So what do you do? You think, oh, I'll just ride for an hour easy. Mm. You know, whereas if you're going for a 180k bike ride, you're, you're motivated to ride fast because you can get over and done with. Mm-hmm. And so to think that you're running nonstop for 24 hours. Around a 400 metre track. I'll, I'll do that too. How far do you think you could run in 24 hours? I've got absolutely no idea. And I, you know what? I'm never going to find out. Well, John, I think you should. I've done a 12 hour relay before where you're running around a 400 meter track and you just did get you? on there and you just, you gun it for maybe 10 minutes and you slap over the next How far person. did you go? Did you know how far oh, you went? No, I can't remember. I was doing it in Hong Kong with a bunch of. Uh, was it with fit guys? Uh, I, can't, like, I can't even remember. They do the walking ones for the Cancer Society. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, 24 hours running around a track. Whew. That is impressive, isn't it? It's like those decamens where they, you know, it's all done on like a 4K course as well. Yeah. I wonder what you think about. I wonder where you go mentally in that place. Go do one, Bevan. Okay, well, next week. Why don't we well, sit I, one Apparently, up. I need three hours training. Yeah. Why don't we just sit one up for you around Hagley Park? They do they do 100k around Hagley Park. Yeah. You should go do that. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Well, not long ago. Oh, I'm sure. It's just guts for I'm, I'm sure there's another one coming up. I'm sure there's another one coming up. Okay, so we'll, we'll, here's the name. You are our uh, age, age group, group of the, of the week. week. Love your work. See, we can't get blamed for getting the name wrong anymore. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Apple. John, it's Apple's fault. <laughs> John, one, two, three, four, half five. I even did the arm actions. Nice. I did like Superman, didn't I? Challenge Rote was on a couple of weeks ago. Good old Ellen Hollington kicked some butt. She was in the like, ninth, I think. Top ten, definitely. She goes to me, I'm not even feeling good about this race. Yeah. She dominated, John. Dominated the day, Dominated the so she's just come through for a high five. She's got high five for travelling with your bike. You have probably covered this before, but just in case. Well, to be honest, we probably have, but we haven't done a high five in like three years. Yeah, number one, consider using a cardboard box as it only weighs one kg as opposed to seven to ten of the hard case ones or even th- three to four of soft case bag ones. I've used this for years and pack out the bike with my wetsuit and ch- uh, training gear and use an ice cream container on my he- on or heavy plastic tray and the chicken comes out. I don't know what she's going on there, but she's basically predicts, predicts her derailleur. <laughs> Bottom line is, she's using cardboard box. You, you Americans and stuff who ship your bikes everywhere and you pay, that's okay. But for us Kiwis and Aussies who have got to go out via Asia, you basically, you, you've got 21 kgs of Wait. allowance. Your, 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 your bike box is a significant contributor to that. I remember when I went to Rote, I took cardboard boxes and it was mm-hmm. fine. It was yeah, good. I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, I've got a bag these days, but. Um, I've got that box. Mm. That that's, that's heavy. Like, so Bevan's got a fairly lightweight box that he borrows, and you put your bike in that, and that's 20 kg. So that's with nothing else in there. That's, mm. that's your, your weight allowance. So, oh, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, pretty much. No, because I put shitloads of stuff in there. <laughs> that's going to America. Different oh, story. Okay. Different story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, number two, po- yep. oh, sorry. If possible, get some electronic scales to check the weight of your bags and have a friend to help as it's hard to weigh yourself in your bike box and still see the reading on the scales. Definitely. I'll do that. Definitely. Do you, do you weigh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. When you go, again, when you go via Asia, like especially when I'm going to, they're getting stricter and stricter all the time. Like going to Kona this year, I th- you know, you're, you're allowed, I was allowed two bags of 23 kgs. I think I had one at 24, one at 23 and a half. 
Elite you know, and I did the nice smile and stuff. Well, they actually, we'll come to that. In you a need second. to be Scott Molina because Scott Molina has had a schmooze. The ladies, uh, we'll, we'll come to that. Yeah. Uh, number three, put all your heavy bike bits like pedals and seats, etc., uh, into your hand luggage, preferably a blue seventy transition bag. Nice, excellent, strong bag. Um, good plug for sponsor. Uh, I must have had twenty kgs in mine coming back from road, full of German sausages for my mum, and uh, and very heavy to boot. Plus all those irreplaceable things like special race food, heart rate monitor, race gear. Etc. Etc. Well, the other thing that that, that, should, that it is happening, I'm noticing more. They are actually checking your checking your carry on a lot so more nowadays. You've got a few strategies around that. You've yeah. got to make it look like it's really light. Oh, really? You got to walk. So it's like literally weighs a ton, but you got to just walk because, in because you take your little hand thingy, don't you? you do but you allowed your hand thingy and a bag. That's the thing, John. Mm. You know that is. You put your laptop, put a few things in your hand thingy. There's not yeah. much weight. Yeah. And then your bag, your backpack. You don't have to. And I'm noticing that they are checking your. Yeah, your bags, like the uh, uh, last three or four flights, I've had people going, oh, can we please weigh your hand luggage before you go? See, I've traditionally not taken the hand stroll thing because I, I see lots of those getting weighed. Uh, I traditionally have my backpack on, not too big, but man, it is seriously <laughs> heavy. 100 kg. <laughs> I get really sore shoulders when I travel. Um, <laughs> you're going to look like you're not doing yeah, anything. You're just going to... You know, to if you, skip towards them. Do a few calf raises in front of them and stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, have some strategies around your hand luggage. Here's one. Here's one. Wear the hip as much heavy clothing as you possibly can. Plus, wear your metal around your neck to show that when you check in with the steward, so you can distract them. Look, uh, nice looking ladies uh, could show up some more cleverage as well. Well, we wouldn't know about that, would we, John? Mm. But she's too old for that. Smile sweetly. Be very polite. Flash your eyelids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, if they do make you put it on the scale, see if you can keep it one of the end of the slightly. I used to, I used to be an expert at that. So tell me about it. So you basically put your bike on the scale. You got to You got to have a bit oh, of a strategy a bit around of a this. You got to have a little bit of tip, and you got to have a steady hand. <laughs> got to have a steady hand. <laughs> so you basically at the back of it, you got your hand holding it up slightly, yeah. or depending on where the scales at, you can use the foot a little bit. A tip up the old ankle. <laughs> yeah. But I've seriously done that before, and I have been asked to step away from the bike once. <laughs> Was it embarrassing? Just a little bit. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, but you can easily gain yourself three or four kgs just by a But you do have to be lift. consistent, don't you? You've got to be steady. Because you can't have it going up and down. So you've got to have all your stuff. You've got to, the plan is you've got to have all your stuff on the counter so you don't have to go back and get anything out of your bag. And then you've got to stand in one place and stand nice and still and just. Ever so slightly, just jimmy it up. Do you um? Have you ever um? You know, maybe put your wetsuit on. It's the same. I have not done that. No, but I definitely do go the heavy clothes. Put the jeans and shoes and stuff on. Yeah, I'm quite lucky because I don't. I don't need a lot of clothes. Mm. So anyway, um, number five, John. Okay, uh, they now allow you to put up to two gas cylinders in your bike box. So that saves having to keep buying new ones and giving them away. Remember to get a little pressure out of your tires. Make sure you have all your tools you need put to put put it back together again is I only have one set of race wheels I do take some old tyres um, to cycle the course and then the pre, for pre-training and then putting the new ones on the day before the race I've got a couple of things to add to this um, John's add-on is it? John's add-ons take your uh, uh, Ali said to put all your heavy stuff in, in your um in your hand luggage you've got to be a little bit careful about what tools and stuff you put in there because if yeah, you start no, getting yeah. tools you can't really, can't really do that but definitely um, a tip for everybody whether, whether or not you are uh, have concern or you've got issues around your bike um, being too heavy or whatever is to take your pedals and your bike shoes and your hand luggage because at the end of the day if your bike goes missing and you're a bit screwed 
um, if you've got pedals and shoes, then you might be able to get a higher bike or something like that. But um, without that, you don't want to be going changing your shoes and your pedals, then you're really screwed. Uh, and then the other couple of things that I'd be suggesting is, and this is based off personal experience, is uh, always travel with a spare rear derailleur hanger. If that gets banged in, in um, travelling, especially if you're going with a, with a bag or with a with a box that is not massively protected, is the rear derailleur hanger, if that gets bent, uh, they've got lots of different designs for all the different bikes around the world, so it's not just a generic one, whereas if it's a some other part, like your brake gets bent or your front derailleur, Get, <clears throat> hanger gets bent then you can often get replacements but the rear derailleur one can often be quite finicky and then as Ali said I think the key is go up to the counter with a smile be very polite may not help but it certainly doesn't do oh, it helps John it helps because mm. mm. you imagine sitting behind a desk all day oh, dealing yeah. with people yeah. yeah so you're hidden and so then you get some guy who actually has the motivation of trying to get more weight yeah <laughs> which they probably see through like a country mile <laughs> yeah. away but if you, at least you're polite to them yeah you know, Malene is the best. Remember that time we went to the Hamlet swimming pool? Remember that? We went to the Hamlet swimming pool and someone hadn't told them that we were meant to be there. Yeah. Maybe not been him. Maybe it was on the coast. I can't remember where it was. But we turned up to the swimming pool and uh, and and this lady was like, oh, sorry, guys. We, 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 you know, no one told me that this was happening. It was probably my fault. I probably didn't book it. It probably didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and Melina, and, and, you know, we had Del Campo. We had myself there. We had some good schmoozers here. And we, mm. and we were trying to pull the cards. Mm. Melina was like this light. Just God came out of the background. Mm. And he just, he just, he just, there was, there was a magic in Melina. Right. I don't even know how he did it. And I was just looking. I was in awe of his, his presence. And he just kind of, he just clicked his fingers. Yeah. And she goes, oh, let's open the pool. Yeah. He's just, that's why he's a champion, John. Yes. Not because he's a good triathlete, because he's, he's the magical, magical being. <clears throat> Scott Molina, legend. John, sponsor. Athlinks.com. John, just before we do that. Yes. Guys, send through more high fives. We haven't had them in a long time. Yeah, and uh, Age Group of the Weeks. So we're out of Age Group of the really? Weeks. Yes. Throws that pen down. Come on. Uh, sponsor. Went on to Athlinks this morning before the show. Nice. Well, I haven't been on this Rivals for a while. <laughs> and so I was playing around with, with Rivals, and it is pretty funky what you can do there. So if you've got an Athlinks account, you can basically click on Configure My Rivals, and then what you can do is uh. you can quite easily go through and you can just um, pick what sort of rivals you want to have and, and pull them all into your account. So you can say, I just want people in New Zealand, in Canterbury, and I just want them You just males. love it because you're beating everyone. Well, I, I did pull Mike Phillips is... Yeah, I pulled. I, I decided to pull in a couple of people that um that had that had beaten me a couple of times. But you can basically configure it however you want, uh, ages, area, and then you can say I only want to have rivals that I've, I've raced against at least five times, three times, however many times you want. And then you basically just claim it away, and uh, and then you can basically see it. And then you've got your full list of whoever you want to be on your rivals, and then you can compare. So a couple of guys I've been racing lately is uh, the Holy Hammer Murray Lapworth and uh, the Philinator Phil Patterson. And you can just click on them and just go compare athletes, and then it'll basically bring up all the results you've had against these guys and who's taken it out and what the differential's been like. So kind of cool if you're... Uh, if you're racing against some mates and you're all at different stages in career, if you're sort of a, you've just got into it and your mate's been in it for 10 years and you actually start to see that gap uh, growing. So Rivals is a really cool feature that you can you can pull into athletes. Phil Patterson, you've raced him 11 times, you've been to him 11 times. He hasn't, he hasn't even, he hasn't, for the Philinator, you haven't updated your Athlinks account lately because in same with the Holy Hammer, they don't have their Kona result up there and they don't have their Auckland ITU race where I both race them. Well, John, mm. How long do you think it's going to be before Phil beats you? Uh, that ain't happening. Ever? Ever. You don't think he ever beat you? Never. Wow, you're putting a smack down. You're like a brownie, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. 
Phelan has my main training training hack. He's, he comes he's out a a couple of times a week. Yeah. So he's just here to, to make you better. Yeah. But you, like, what, what if there was ever a chance he could beat you? Mm-hmm. What would it be in? Uh, it would be in a bike race. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Come on, Phil. Oh. Can't see Phil take me down the swim, and he can run pretty well in the time. Thirty six for ten k. He went ended Ironman a few years ago. I think he ran around three fifteen ish. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Three fifteen to three twenty. He done the the holes the, the, the downs thirty six yep. minutes. Yeah. Give him a spade a little bit. It's a pretty hard ten k. Mm-hmm. Thirty seven. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to beat you one day, John. You think so? My mate, he'll beat you one day. Mm-hmm. We have this 10K race. You know, my mates have this 10K race. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've got the trophy, current champion. And their philosophy is that eventually my body will just give up. Mm-hmm. And so they're just going to wait. Is, it, is this another one of these events where you just hold on the trophy and, and you have the race again this year and you kind of forget it? Even if you don't win, you get to hold on the trophy. But like the Aquathon Challenge? Well, pretty much, because yeah. what, what's happened is, <laughs> because <laughs> it's only when we're all together, yeah. and we all live around the world, so we don't see each other for years, right. so then when we do, we have the 10K Challenge, but we, I think last time we had it was like four years ago, so I'm the current champion. Sounds convenient. John, I do have one rant that I have to go on about. We play Risk every Sunday night. Yes. And we play Risk, and, and it's good, and, and admittedly, I am the champion, mm-hmm. and r- last year I was the champion, so mm-hmm. we have a yearly champion, then we have an overall champion, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, traditionally it's done on percentages, so the overall champion, is, we've been playing for about four years, mm-hmm. and I, I think I have normally average about 37% wins, mm-hmm. and there's another guy, Fraser, he averages about, him and I always battling out for the overall championships, last year I managed to win. And then Duncan, good old slam I am, decided to do this point system. We get points just for turning up, and so suddenly it's all about participation. So this year he's winning. I've got I've only I've got percentage wins by country mile. Yeah, but but because he's I don't play every week, and he, and we can only play if he's there. By the way, because it's based on his computer, so he's winning, mm. but based on the facts of participation. It's the way of the society these days, Bevan. Just get used to it. No. Actually, no, don't get used to it. Yeah, don't John, you're on my team, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, percentage wins should win, shouldn't it? Percentage. I'd, I'd have to do a thing. His analysis. argument is that they'd play more games than me. But uh, sure, if I was only playing four games, but I'm playing a majority of the games throughout the year. Mm. So you're on my team, aren't you? Did you, uh, did you lodge a protest? Oh, yeah, but Duncan, because he owns the thing, yeah. he's just pulling rank. That's what I'd do on Epic Camp. Just, uh, <laughs> just make up the rules to suit you the best. <laughs> Uh, every Sunday night we play I love it Online risk Anyway um, John, What have we got up next Coach's Corner Here's some music and, yeah. Oh you go Okay for it Are but, you sure Yeah Let it out it's, 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 no, I'm not even the coach In the Coach's Corner this week It's, a, it's some observations from, a, from one of our listeners oh, Okay here we go well, here's, some, here's some Coach's Corner music Coach's Corner and Baby Update, apparently on bbc.co.uk. Oh, oh, is there a baby update? There is no baby update. Oh, you got me excited. No, it's still just uh, a few pictures on there. She's been in labour because she was in labour last night before I went five, to bed. Five o'clock. Was it five o'clock? It was about five, but it was, before the, it was breaking news during the news sort of thing. So about so, six o'clock. So, so wow, she's been in labour for like 12 hours. Yeah. it's. Do you think she's actually had it by now? Uh, no, she, uh, yeah. How long does it, how long did it take? Uh, she was a while. Kind of depends if she's. Um, Second time's normally faster, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say it's it's not a done deal. That it's, it's out. You know, some people you go in there and it's out in forty five minutes, sort of thing. That's, that's the optimal, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you're aiming for. Um, so, Jeez, I'm glad I'm a guy. Imagine giving birth. Can you? Can you? Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You're smiling yeah. way too much because yeah. you wouldn't be smiling if you're giving birth. Uh, it just it's hard to comprehend. 
Right, we had a, a had a note in here from um, Richard Waddington. That's a good name. Yeah, Richard Waddington. I think he's got a nickname. I should should go and check it out. Uh, thanks for the speedy recovery, but I must have popped him a note on something. If I don't make it to Canada this year, I'll, I'll go and watch and meet you guys there. Uh, I have an observation that you might like to sh- include in the show. It's the effect of swimming in currents. The effect of current in the swim, or indeed the wind on the bike on different standard athletes. The effect is surprising as it happens even when there's an out and back course. So current in your face one half and on your back the second half. Which happened to me when I was in Kona. Yep. Yeah. Pull the other way around. Yep. Uh, I noticed this as I'm a poor swimmer. I grew up in Scotland, what's a swimming pool? Mm. And live in Singapore where there's always a current and the sea swims. When I race my buddies, I might come out seven minutes behind an Olympic. But there's, if there's a current, it's more like 12 minutes. So what's going on? Here's the answer. Oh, he's even done the research. He's yeah. answered the question. He's asked the question and came up with the answer. Yes. That's the perfect listener. That is. Yeah, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, imagine a race with 1K out and Wait, 1K so back. I'm just imagining. Imagine, hold on. Right, go. <laughs> and you, you've got two swimmers. John, who swims 15 kilometers, uh, 15 meters, 15 minutes per K at 4 kilometers per hour. And Richard, who swims at 20 minutes, so 3 kilometers per hour. If there's no current, John will take 30 minutes for the 2K race. Richard will take 40 minutes, so 10 minutes slower. If there's a 1 km per hour current in your face on the first kilometre, John's effective speed becomes 4 km per hour minus 1 km per hour equals 3 km per hour on the into the current leg, and similarly 5 km per hour on the return leg. So it takes, therefore, 20 minutes out, and 12 minutes back, so a total of 32 minutes. Richard's, Richard's effective speed becomes 3 kilometres minus 1 kilometre, so 2 kilometres per uh, hour on the out into the current leg, and 4 kilometres per hour on the return leg. So it therefore takes him 30 minutes out and 15 minutes back, so a total of 45 minutes. So there you can see it's a 13 minute difference as opposed to a 10 minute difference had there been no current. Uh, current affects slower athletes much more than faster ones. Same goes for wind on the bike. Observation, if the current was three kilometres per hour, Richard would never finish <laughs> as he would have an effective speed of zero when going into the current. Have you ever current. experienced that? Uh, I've swum in rivers where you're not, you know, yeah, you're not you're moving, not moving, but, but it, not, yeah. not in a race. That would be a little <laughs> disconcerting. Uh, John would finish in just over 68 minutes. This is very important for anyone racing with currents or, or biking in windy conditions. The slower you are, the more effect it will have on you relative to others. So be prepared. Richard, of course, needs to work on his swim. Uh, he doesn't really like it, but prefers to running. Cheers. Hope that's of interest and maybe useful for you. It was useful for me. It is pretty interesting because that's a bit of a Thorsten kind of thing, isn't it? It's kind of geeking mm. out, isn't it? But I never really thought you, of it that way. You certainly see it. Yeah. Say, uh, say, looking back to say an Ironman China, where we saw guys like um, Luke McKenzie and things like that coming out of the swim in, in forty-five minutes. You'd see other guys. You know, being out there for ages and you'd see much bigger time gaps in terms of the really strong guys for the middle guys and, and the slower guys so I think it's a, it's a good observation we can have some physicists tell us it's um, a load of malarkey you know, it's, but, it, but it, yeah, it seems to make sense to me Well the, the thing is John if you're a bit hopeless don't do races with currents mm, Exactly <laughs> Or wind yeah, not, not hopeless isn't the right word, Bevan. If you're a little bit towards the middle, okay, not the slower pace. Well, Why did I say that was the hopeless level? Right. The hopeless level is you'd never finish. Yes. See, so there you go. Thank you very much, Richard. <laughs> that is, that is interesting. It is. That's, we could almost call that segment that is interesting. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Okay. Website oh, of the week. Good old Condorensian. This one is basically called swimmingbritain.co.uk. And Sean Conway is a British guy, and he's, he's sponsored by Speedo. In process, this event. In process. So is he swimming around the UK? He's basically swimming the length of the UK, and it's in progress. I think he started on July the 1st, and the, he's got a sort of a live map on his site, but it doesn't... So one day he swam, like, forever. Mm. But he, uh, I saw he swam up through the the Bristol Channel, um, and he was he looked like he was heading heading sort of up the the east coast of no the west coast of Great Britain, and basically swimming the length of Great Britain. First ever swim the length of Great Britain, mm. and he's doing it for for charity for. He's only trying to raise three thousand pound. Sorry, I think he's doing it for the challenge and for the the awareness. So he's he's. Uh, doing it for a cause called War Child. Central African Republic is surrounded on all sides by conflict-affected afflicted, affected areas. The wars and insecurity in neighbouring Congo, Sudan, Chad, all split over to different things. So there's lots of war going on. If so you're in the UK, you want to go to um, text, text 10 pound, which is bugger all, 770. Text um, Sean67, and they'll do a donation of 10 pound. Yeah, he's only trying to raise three thousand pounds. It's not much. He's got a thousand raised. So, so guys, get out there and do it because that is phenomenal. I mean, it's a, it, this guy sounds like a bit of an adventure. He's done a, a variety of things. One uh, thing that he did. Now I'm just going to pull this look up. Look so John. Look at where he's going to swim. <coughs> yeah, so he's he's going from going up the west coast from from uh, John and Groats to Lands End. I think that's what you say when you when you bike it. So nine hundred miles, a thousand mile route. Mm. So I don't know how long he's he's taking to do it, but he did. What did he do? He started with his adventures with a mile swim across a lake at the age of ten, and then he took on other water sports through his teens, and uh, did, did very quite a lot of kayak marathons. Amongst other challenges, Sean is most recognised for climbing Kilimanjaro dressed as a penguin. <laughs> 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 and more recently cycling 16,000 miles through six continents in 116 days, doing most of it with a fractured spine after getting run over by a truck in America. Uh, his never-give-up attitude captured the imagination of thousands and is now giving talks about seeing your goals, setting your goals high and challenging yourself and overcoming tough times. So he's doing a pretty cool thing, pretty big, uh, oh, bloody big challenge to swim, swim that length and also doing it for some cool causes. So check it out at swimmingbritain.com. Dot co dot uk. John Bevan If you want to ride around the world He's got a how to book on how to do it oh, really? So there you go so, uh, uh, World cycling stripped beer Anyone can do it, this is how So if you're thinking about maybe just quitting your job tomorrow And going riding around the world Get the how to book first Because you'd hate to do it without knowing the knowledge Yes. Yep, there you go Good old Sean Conway, he's a, he's a nut bar obviously But good yeah. on him It's the nut bar show I wonder, really, wonder, wonder if Richard Wellington's in that bar. He, he obviously is. Yeah. Because who thinks about that stuff? Yeah. You know, that's right. So love your work. You're, that's a long time swimming. It is. I'd much rather ride around the world. So would I. Because riding's interesting. Swimming's mm. a bit boring. Especially. Good, yeah. Good challenge, but I'd agree. A little bit boring. What would be the ultimate? Like you you, you don't want to do anything crazy, but if you, if you had to choose one crazy thing to do, what would it be? Oh, you'd bike around the world. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't mm. it? How long would that take? Um... How long did it take him? 116. No, he didn't. He didn't write it right around the world. I got no idea. No. Twenty thousand words that book. 134 pages. Give it a year. I reckon you bike around the world. Would you bike around the world in a year? I don't know. I really don't know. How, how big's the world? Well, you go across America. What does it take them? How long does it take the Ram take them? Oh, the fast guys are like eight days, but that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. 
but you know, if you're probably thinking a couple of weeks, three no, weeks. I give yourself a month to get across America. Okay, so a month across America. Yeah, I reckon if you did it in a year, I don't think you'd be uh, pushed too hard. Oh, you'd still be, you know, be riding most days, but you wouldn't be having to do a hundred k a day or anything. The thing about riding is it's not so hard as well. Mm. Like you get it screwed back and stuff, but you're not gonna. Mm. It's not like running around the world. Has mm. anyone ran around the world? Surely. Yeah, I'm pretty Run sure they have. Around the world, I'm gonna do a search. How long does? How long to bike around the world? Great podcast. Yeah, God, this is really good. This week, someone did. Yeah, fifty lessons from running around the world. Yeah. Yep. Wow. FAQs for out riding a world. Here it goes. Websites. This doesn't you love the world we live in, John? Mm. We don't just debate stuff. It's actually real strength running. This person took four years, 41,000 kilometres. 41,000 kilometres. Yeah. It's a long time. Four years. Yeah, that's, that's taking your time. Yeah. That's Not good for the love life. No. Okay. Well, there you go. So if you want to ride around the world, get this book. Yes. Okay. Great podcasting. John's sponsor. Uh, coffee, uh, everybody's you, you Americans and your palms you're bitching and moaning about it being hot now all of a sudden it's cold and then all of a sudden it's hot well apparently it's really hot yeah but come on because we're going to the States next month John and I have to admit I'm starting to think well what if it's too hot New York in August mm-hmm. is it too hot I'll be fine oh, what are you thinking what are you fine? looking at uh, coffees of why okay tell me about it because if it's hot you might not oh, feel coffee like, you might not feel like a steamed steaming coffee but an iced coffee and coffees of why delivers the limited edition coffees they've got uh, the Kona Island style they've got the Malulani estate and the 100% Ohau pea berry and basically got tips on how to do your iced coffee putting a little bit of cream in there a bit of ice um Check, check it out. You can even get yourself a cold water brewing system. If you Maybe if you live in a hot area that's hot pretty much all the time, might be worth investing in one of those bad boys. But if you love the flavour of coffee but it's just a little bit too hot, check this out. On a hot summer day in the islands, nothing beats an iced coffee. Our, ground, uh, our coarse ground Kona Island style coffee is at a medium roast is an ideal coffee at a great price for the Aloha treat. So, yeah. We've, we've got an icer in our fridge. Have you got an icer in your fridge? Makes no. ice? No. No, we never use it. I use it a lot in Kona. Yeah, it's not as hot as Kona in your crush is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <You're> no. <laughs> not, not necessary. <laughs> but, but it would be cool to have an icer with something like this, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. So check it out. On a hot summer's day, have you read this, have you? Yeah, yeah. Don't okay. Know. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> You're obviously listening pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty intently. So you can get yourself a nice uh, two-pound bag. It would be nice. There is something about a cold... It's like ice cream on a hot day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. something about the, the opposite temperature in, in different, you know, like in a really cold day to have mm-hmm. like a nice hot cup of coffee mm-hmm. or in a really hot day to have like an iced, you know, drink. It, it's just bliss to the, to the senses, isn't it? Bliss to the senses. You know that? 25 bucks for a nice two-pound bag and get yourself some nice iced coffee. Check it out, coffeesofwaii.com. If you want all the promo codes, go to iantalk.me, click on sponsors and uh, get all the promo codes. Yeah, get onto it, guys. I have coffees of Hawa. <laughs> Questions and answers. Okay, and the first one here's got John wants to find out about this. Uh, so we, uh, basically a request for, for somebody who might be able to help us out, Alex, and we've got no surname here, basically got some questions around menopause and things like that. So if anybody's got maybe a, somebody in their tri-community who's who's good on talking through this and how to deal with it for, for obviously female athletes when they're going through it, and I think it would be of interest for male athletes to know what the female's going through John, and how they can be just so lucky being guys, aren't we? Yeah. Girls yeah. do seem to have the hard end of the bargain. Oh, yeah. We look after them. That's debatable. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I know you and I do. So, Not all men do, John. Yeah. And uh, menopause, 
pregnant. Poor old Kate right now. She's hurting. Mm. She's hurting. She's pushing. She's going to do an Iron Man. She'll find out what some real pain's like. Basically, it's a request there from Alex, uh, for over 50s woman. If anybody's got somebody who you think might be worthwhile getting on the show to talk about this, the bodily changes have a significant effect on me, changes in sleep patterns, moods, eating, etc., etc. And uh, it'd just be good to get some insight for all of us in terms of uh, how you can sort of deal with it and, and how it affects you on an athletic level and also probably how partners and so on can can help deal with it okay good boy. we've got a question here from george reynold or your might be york i think maybe york york okay. or george you know more than me um long time listening he listened since episode five mm. i wonder where he found us york how did you find us yeah anyway um he's saying he did i'm in brazil he had a fantastic swim did 102 which is pretty great considering his swimming background he uh had a pretty good bike as well he did uh 526 however his run which has always been his strength he normally runs around a 138 half um, however, this time he'd stayed with his coach's recommendation of 5.20 pace to finish and w- was aiming to finish in a f- uh, 3.45. Halfway through, he started to experience some severe abdominal pain. Up to that point, he had literally folded over the, half the body. I was on my knees holding my abs, fearing that my guts would come out through my navel. Oh, that's not a good place. The question is, are gels that bad? This is the only thing I ate during the bike, except for a ham and cheese sandwich at around the 90k mark and a plain fresh water. During the marathon, the only thing that held me together was in place was Coke. I was wondering, what other options are there available other than gels that I could try start trying? Have you guys ever done an interview that I may have missed with a gastro... Enterologist and a runner triathlete. Um, any help which could help me would be greatly appreciated. Now, this is a bloody hard question to answer. We haven't had a gastroenterologist on the show or anything like that. But the problem is, in my opinion, there's no right answer in terms of nutrition, and everybody's a bit different because yeah. we have we have success stories of people that eat, go through an Ironman, have fantastic races, and they have power bars all the way through. And a lot of us will be saying, "Well, you want to stay away from the solid foods, you know? It's much better to be going on the, on the liquid, the liquid sort of diet." I guess my my advice around this is if you if you're having um, uh, gastro issues when you're racing is is firstly is you need to be doing racing trial races and, and simulations just don't cut the mustard. Simulations are great for, for, for practicing and testing to a degree, but I really think if you've you know rather than putting all your eggs in one basket and just doing an Iron Man in a season, you've got to get some halves or, or you know, somewhere during the season where you can really test your nutrition plan. So I think that's tip number one. Tip number two would be that and I also think that having a little bit of variety in there is is good rather than just going for the same product all the way through the event. So if you're going gels all the way through. So to give you an example there, you know, if, if I'm going to be doing a race, then I'm probably going to be having uh, quite a lot of my, my nutrition is going to be through Infinite or a product like that. Um, but I'm also going to be substituting some, some, some carbohydrate along the way by taking in some gels and maybe a few other bits and bobs. I just see... Some, some people are fine taking the same thing all the way through but if you've had issues in the past I, th- I think that can often be the, the case that you just need to just change it up a little bit so maybe go if rather than having gels all the way through the bike just have a little bit of variety in there and maybe just change your pattern from, from hour to hour um, then obviously then you just need to look at um, pacing and what have you as well it sounds like you had a pretty good paced race and maybe you just need to to tweak things a little bit or maybe just tweak your hydration ever so slightly but I think the number one thing you can be doing is well in advance of all your main races for the season come up with your nutrition plan and then go and practice it at a half Ironman. And if that half Ironman might be 
16 weeks out, that's not ideal. Ideally, you know, you're looking sort of in that sort of six to eight week period is, is when you really want to be spa- smacking out a really solid half Ironman, but that's not often always practical. But at some stage during the season, practicing in a half, lining up some simulations and do exactly what you plan to do in the race, both on the hydration levels and also on the nutrition levels. And I think those are the best things you can do. But there is no one answer saying you must take in this and you'll be absolutely fine. And that's the problem really, isn't it? Because you, you know, ideally you are trying to learn how your body responds to different nutrition and, and, and the more you race in the longer period of time as an athlete, you kind of start to understand what that is. Mm. And, uh, but unfortunately for us, you don't do that many Ironman races. And so you can do a lot of halves and, and Olympic distance races or even just long training days where you're practicing nutrition. But an Ironman takes you to a place that you often don't experience in, mm. in training or in other types of races. So it can be difficult to know what's going to happen in that moment. And uh, yeah, it, it's just one of the challenges of our sport, isn't it? The, the, the glucose-fructose mix is also important. So having a look at what you're taking in and sort of see where you fit in that, that sort of uh, two-to-one ratio of glucose and fructose. Um, and and you also is, is, is practicing. So, you know, if, you, if your body's just not used to it and you're just going into – as Bevan said, when you get into that into the marathon and you're two-thirds of the way through the marathon, then – you just got to, it's just a tricky part of the race and, well, and you can't thing, train for that. And, and the other thing is, is, I wonder how much of it is not being conditioned enough as well. You know, like if we talk mm. to a lot of guys we talk to, is often the biggest problem is that people race harder than they train. And so they're going at a level that's actually not mm. realistic. And you can kind of do that in the first two thirds of an Ironman because you are feeling stupidly fit. But that comes at a cost later on. And so a lot of this may even come down to how are you pacing your race. Yep. And maybe you are taking risks you know, that you are training, racing above the level that you've trained at, so you're just not conditioned to handle this, and so the body starts to shut down in ways that aren't good for your nutrition. It's it's it's, it's definitely one of the mysteries of our sport, isn't it? Oh, it's, and it's, it's kind of, as unfortunate as for your this time, it's kind of one of the things that often keeps us going in the sport is, is trying to get that key to figuring out how the hell to actually tie it all together, tie the pacing together, tie the nutrition together, tie the training together, um, getting the mental plan right. But yeah, I think the main thing you want to do, have a plan, practice it, go and do some races and, 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 and have a number of simulations during the season where you are actually going to put your body through a fair amount of stress and practice as much as you can. Obviously going and doing a, an 11 hour training session and so just to see how you react between 11 and tw- that 11 and 12 hour mark, probably not super practical. But um, Every week? But yeah, every week. But there's, there's certain things. All comes down to planning and practice. Okay, John, here's another one. Here's another name. Listen to this. Jason Jushak. Just Jack. Wouldn't Just have got that. Wouldn't have got that, no. No, what do you reckon you would have said? Juice cack. Juice cack. Yeah. Hey, guys, I recently had a full-on run analysis completed, and one area of improvement for me was knee drive. I hear you refer to this periodically on the show, but do you have any suggestions or tips on how to improve this while on the run? I have the drills that I can complete, but there are many. Are there any mental tricks for me getting a better knee drive? Uh, and Often... The first thing about getting better at anything is having an awareness that you've got a little bit of an issue there. So I think that's probably the best thing you've got there, Jason, is you actually got an awareness and you need to keep reminding yourself that you know when you are going to get tired that your knee lift or your knee drive is going to be a little bit lower. So I think that's a, the, the number one thing that you've done and the best thing you can do. So when you're halfway into a race, whether it be an Olympic, a sprint, uh, an Ironman, um, you know, you should have a few cues in there of um, technique tips that you're going to give yourself and just having that awareness that the knee drive is one of them, yeah, I think you're on to a winner. Um, the repetitive nature of drills just to get that neuromuscular 
sort of programming in I think is really really helpful because when you're looking to improve your knee drive it's not going to be a gigantic um, you know progression you just want to make small little incremental steps and when you're going out there and now going for a steady run you're not going to be trying to get your knees up to you know horizontal level mm. or anything that you know you're just looking for, for very small improvements and if anything it's often about maintain, maintaining the level mm. that you're at you know often mm. as we fatigue we tend to drop the knee drive and so Definitely. you know it, it's you know one of the things you want to think about is when is my moment of fatigue hitting in mm-hmm. and you know we all feel pretty fresh you know let's say you're doing a marathon you're always going to feel pretty fresh for that first half of the marathon but if you can become better at understanding your fatigue point, then you can become better of putting those awareness tips in as well. Definitely agree with that. Um, I think drills are a fantastic way to get that sort of programming in and actually over-emphasising um, different aspects of your running, with knee drive being one of them. Uh, I think hill reps are, the, are the, probably the best thing you can be doing to, to practice your um, your form and your posture. And but with hill reps, make sure you focus on technique because often yes. people just use hill reps as intensity and uh, you want to make sure that you've got your you know, good posture and your high, high turnover and all that kind of stuff as we well. Were, we were doing hill reps last night and I think just about every rep I had to tell the girls, just slow down for God's sake. Yeah, you should yeah. be able to, yeah, this, you know, this is conversational pace. It's um, We're not looking Every time people see reps, and this takes years for people to get, they think they've got to go hard. Yeah. And, and, and there's something about running hills that makes you that encourages that as well, isn't it? Mm. You know, running up a hill is harder, but often the intensity compromises the technique. And if you are trying to use it as a way to pressure your knee drive, well, then you're compromising, you know, and people start to lean over and, you know, mm. It's, mm. It's, yeah. Uh, when it comes to Ironman racing, Jason, um, you know, knee drive is, is not something you should be focusing on massively. You know, you're looking to be running nice and efficiently, but as Bevan pointed out, where you want to be bringing these things in is when you're getting to that moment of fatigue and when you know you, you can feel your, your form and your technique starting to, to falter a bit, that is when you want to be starting to just um, flick that switch a little bit and try to maintain some knee drive rather than really focus on getting a high knee drive. And I think that when we get these pointers about aspects of our technique we want to work on, sometimes we can actually take them over the top and start to make our running really jerky and um, mm-hmm. and, and really overemphasize and come, end up coming with a very high knee drive with all your running and you're actually putting yourself at a little bit of risk. So with all you know, really overemphasize things when you're doing the drills um, and maybe when you're doing hill reps or something like that. But when it comes to actually, you know, running, you really want to be focusing on on getting into a nice rhythm, being nice and smooth, and running with really good posture. Those are probably the main things to be focusing on, rather than focus on a, a particular element of your technique. And, uh, and, and I think that's the thing. If you are looking for mental tips, it is. It's almost like knowing, <clears throat> and and it's it's different things for different runners. You know, there's no. We all have different things we need to be focusing on when we are running, and and often I think that if you can learn my fatigue point and then learn the things that I need to remind myself of and, and set that as an affirmation that's almost all you need to do mm. you know just as in the mind game of, of technique when you fatigue so I'd say you know in terms of this uh, you want to you know be going into a race and probably have three or four different things that you think on, think of when you're starting to get tired and I, remember, I always remember Albert asking me we, we did an aquathon once and it was uh it was swayed in my favour as per usual during an epic camp and um, we came out of the swim, it was an incredibly rough rough swim down in Wanaka and, and Albert was uh, running on my shoulder and we were going at a pretty decent pace and then I just uh, upped the ratchet a little bit and, and pulled away from him for the taking out the uh, the victory nice. and Albert said, yeah, what did you think about because we were running along pretty hard when, when you did that and I, and I just said, look, I didn't actually consciously try to massively increase my effort, it was more, right, let's pick your form up 
picking knee drive up a little bit and and had a couple of other aspects of technique and that that was what allowed me to actually just just pull away. It was actually more of a form improvement rather than a uh, than a pace increase. So well, the value of doing this stuff difference. as well is it takes you away from the emotional hard place. Like often when we're in a race or we're training and we get to that moment where fatigue sets in, everything gets harder. You know, mm-hmm. if we think about intensity scale, it gets harder at that time. And often that people can go down to the emotional bad place where, oh, you know, I didn't train hard enough or I'm, I'm not good enough as a person or the rest of it. And when you focus on technique at that time, the question I like to ask is, is what can I control to get me to the finish line as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that kind of question inside my mind, it, it keeps me focused on the techniques, my mm-hmm. nutrition, you know, how can I be more efficient in my running style and, and stuff like that. And by doing that, you are going to get to the finish line as best you can, you mm-hmm. know, and that may not be a time you want, but or, or maybe, but you know, you can only control what you can do in this moment, and uh, by yeah. doing that, you're going to be much better. Just one other tip is, if there's mirrors, if there's windows, like shop windows and stuff you like love that, checking yourself out. Oh, I can't deny it, <laughs> but no, but seriously, like if you if you are in a race and you are running through maybe a township or something like that, and there are some shop windows, just check out your technique side on as you're kind of having a look. It's, yep. it's just that, that kind of third person perspective that can also make you see, oh, maybe I aren't. You know, lifting my knees high enough as well. It's mm-hmm. a good little tip. Nice. Mm. Anything else, Sean? No, I'm just getting ready for the next uh, thing that you've just added in there. Well, we just got an email from a guy called Ted. Now he's he's, he's a Northern Hemisphere athlete, and he's heading over to New Zealand. And he's basically wanting, and I don't know if this has happened, but he goes, I've been looking for either a commercially available or preferably a YouTube Vimeo clip of the Ironman New Zealand bike horse to familiarise familiarise myself with the terrain as a service to others like me. Could you put out a request for a local triathlete to ride the course or a group with a similar video camera and post it for downloading? I've got uh, great benefit from videos of Ironman LP, Ironman C and Kona in the past and look forward to a preview of the Ironman bike course. Now, I don't know if this is out there. Um, one website, I should have this for a website, it's kinomap.com. doesn't have it on there at the moment, but that basically has a lot of um, videos of different rides and things around the world but you know I don't know of any you don't for Ironman New Zealand you don't need a lot of insight for that course it's not technical it's a lot of straight line riding it's a bit up and down a little bit rolling wouldn't it say a little, 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 little bit rolling a little bit of a bump at the start yeah but you certainly I don't think you need to stress too much I, I know I totally understand what you're saying you want to know you know, want to know what it's all about the nice thing about Ironman New Zealand is in the last part downhill downhill that's kind of 5Ks, eh? It's kind of slowly rolling downhill. Yeah, yeah. Sound good about that. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> Do you want to do strong, an Ironman finishes? Finish. Uh, no. We next week. We haven't done it in a while. We'll probably got a few. Yeah. Yep. So if you don't, if you've fi- uh, finished an Ironman of late and uh, go to imtalk.me, click on I think it's community. I'm just going there right now. Click on community. Tell us about your iron finish. Here we go. And uh, we'll talk about it. Oh, we one. haven't done this. Oh, that was a thing that I've completely what? forgotten about. The IM records, IM talk records. Haven't even updated that. Oh, okay. We'll do that next week as well. Remind me on that. Okay, I'll remind you. Blank page there. Okay, John, remember next week to do that. Got it. Jonbo, if you are going to go, if you want to get the show emailed to you, each week I email it out once I've kind of put it on the internet. Um, and if you just want to get the MP3 file emailed to you, just go to www.imtalk.me. There's a little kind of web form to fill in. We won't spam you. I just basically send you one email a week just when I've released the show so you know you can get it. <coughs> and uh, for those people who are on the Windows phone app store. Android? What? No, Windows. All oh, right. We've yep. got a Windows app. Have we? Yeah. Okay. So if you're on Windows, apparently no one is. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Android or iPhone, but if you are, 
and you will get the app for our phone. Mm-hmm. Do a search for I am talk. Okay. Apparently we're on there. Yeah. So I got an email saying you're on the Windows store. I was like, okay. Cool. That's good. <clears throat> the other thing on our on our website is I forgot again about betting on John at Ironman New Zealand twenty fourteen. Richard Swan put some smackdown talk on John, talking up his chances of uh Wait a second, you got a betting on John section. Yeah. Did you add stuff to the site? Where is it? Uh where do I go? John is backing himself. This is what I wrote. Ages under community. You got bet on John at Ironman New Zealand. John is bet backing himself. This is what oh, I wrote. Oh, that's ages right. Ago. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely to, remember. To be this. first age grouper overall, and will donate hundred dollars to charity. You guys can bet twenty dollars that John will not. Um, all money will go to charity. So if John wins, all the money goes to charity. Um, you guys pay via PayPal. If John doesn't win, he'll cough up hundred bucks for charity. So there's a little, just a little form you can go on. You there. are being very cocky. I'm going to start calling you Brownlee. <clears throat> if you want to learn how to ride, go gotta, riding with John. You've got to believe in yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But normally I believe in myself and kind of just don't tell anyone else. Well, you got to put it out there. Yeah, well, you are. <clears throat> yeah. Because you're going to smash everyone, aren't you? Yeah. They're going Kill down. Kill them. They're weak. It's called scaring off the opposition. I don't want any opposition. Just put a bit of doubt in their mind. It is, good, like, to, it is good when your mate gets a bit of an injury and you go, oh, mate, really, you may want to skip that next <clears throat> race. Yeah. You know, surely that happens. It does. So has anyone actually signed up for this? Um, you, you tell us about your week and I'll have a look Sponsors Sponsors Athlinks.com um, Be a rival Extreme Endurance Watch the video okay, No, what is it? What is about the beer? Um, um, beer kick that beer in the acid Kick the beer in the acid And SLS Did we do not do SLS? Yeah, we did We're looking after our Achilles Have you got our Achilles oh, pains? Oh, we did too Achilles, pains? yes Yeah and, and coffees of white. Coffees of white. And ice coffee. John, what are you doing? I'm going on to Squarespace so I can uh, see if uh, anybody signed up for our little bit. Okay, my prediction is no one has. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you on that. <laughs> maybe one, maybe Richard's one just because he loves giving you a bit of crap. Well, I don't think we made a big yahoo about it. No. And remember, we've got the Pete Jacobs But you went home and did a web page on it, so you obviously put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember that... Got the Pete Jacobs auctions. I don't think there's any bids on the moment. Ninety nine cents for a bag, a t shirt, and a. And is it signed? Signed or signed? Oh, get it made in a frame. Yeah. Get the photo of them crossing the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if there's anyone up, yeah, this is oh, great podcasting. Well, tell us about your week. Well, no, because I want you to listen to me. Because if oh. you're looking at the screen, Bevan, I'm going to be checking my emails. Just, <laughs> oh, <the> just <laughs> get used to it. It's a love. And this, I don't really have much to tell you about this week. I was in Auckland, John. Yeah, no, we haven't gotten it yet. See? Come yeah. on, guys. Bet, on, bet against John. Maybe everyone just knows you're going to win. Maybe they do. Maybe like, oh, that's just throwing money away because Newsom's going to take it out. Mm-hmm. But it's, don- it's donating. Do you think you can get top course. 10 as a pro? <clears throat> totally depends on who turns up. So do you race as a No, you won't race as a pro because no, you won't qualify. Race, don't race as a pro. You get yeah. points. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you points. Point system. Do you think you could qualify for Kona as a pro? Um... <laughs> Based on where you can get to in this training period. So if, we, if we're thinking <clears throat> the sort of shape that I'll be in for Ironman New Zealand next year. Yeah. I uh, don't know about that. Don't know. I'd have to do some research into that. I don't think it'd be an impossible task, but I'd have to race pretty smart. You'd have to race I'd a go lot to the, too. Go to the, well, no, you only, you only got X, X number of points scoring races. So no, but you can race as many races. As, you could do a Verbursa, couldn't you? Yeah, but that, that's not cum- cumulative points. It's your best five performances. Oh, is it your best five? Yeah. I you think, sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Uh, well, I don't know if it's exactly five, but you, you're allowed two. Yes. I, I think it's two Ironmans and three halves. Hmm. So if I was going to be doing it, you know, I'd probably go and do Melbourne. I think I'd probably go and do Melbourne and um, 
probably the North American. It's a boy, John. It's a boy. Oh. It's a boy. Bevan. It's a boy born at 3.24. I'm not sure if that's what time. Eight pounds six. So 3.24 is, uh, that's five. So she was in late, and she was in there about 12 hours. Well, that's how long it was between. Oh, John, yeah. we, just, we just broke the news to the world. We did. Admittedly, podcasting is not really good for breaking news. Yeah. Wait a second, they've got a name. A royal baby boy was born uh, the Duke, uh, to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. He was a healthy 8 pounds 6, 3.8 kg, born at 4.24 p.m. on Monday, 5.20 a.m. AM on, um, who cares, where well, Prince William was present, that's good to know, the Queen, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall, the Prince Harry, and members of both families have been informed and are delighted with the news. Wow, well, that's a surprise, I thought they were being gutted. The her Royal Highness and her child are both doing well and will remain in hospital overnight, a statement from Kensington Palace was said. The names of the baby boy are yet to be announced. Uh, so this guy's going to be a king. Well, he's third in line. Well, yeah, but eventually. Uh... What's going on inside out here? Oh, wait, see, I think Courier's right. You keep talking. Okay. Courier, Courier. Come upstairs, Bevan's saying. He's knocking on the window. Hello? Wait a second. You keep talking. No, nah, we're going we're gonna to pause. Oh, no, we're not. Keep talking. Yeah. Hello, you guys all right? Hello? He's gone outside. The Courier's don't know where the hell they're going. There's roadworks everywhere outside Bevan's house. They're going to crash into his, uh, they're gonna crash into his pole again, break his pole. Yeah, he's just saying, come up, come up the stairs. He'll leave the door open. Don't leave the door open. It's going to be bloody freezing. Jeez. Think about the power you're going to lose here. I know, mate. You got it all under control? They bring in some gear in. Okay, got anything for me? Yep. Well, yeah. If you're one of my coaches, it would. It's how it works. You're getting all this outfit, Adidas gear. Adidas. Yeah, you get, you get two pair of shoes, some pants, shorts, tops. Mm-hmm. Adidas rocks, John. All right. Got some of those boosts. Have you got some of those boosts? What? The Adidas boosts. They're good. Oh, you keep selling it. No, no, seriously, they're yeah. good. They gave me some in, and I have to admit, I really like them. Nice Adidas top you got on there today. Yeah, like this supporting sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Did you keep talking? Oh, sort of. Did, do, do we have to pause or do we, did you keep talking? People will listen to it. I was sure. just doing a commentary of you you're going outside and yelling at your courier. Yeah, well, the, the parking's pretty poor. Oh, John, someone admitted to bowling into our thing. <laughs> did they? But not this time from the one beforehand. Oh, okay. Yeah, they gave us some money. Oh, yeah, so it was a win-win. Lotto, you go put it on red at the casino. Well, someone was meant to. <laughs> Did you do that last time when you had your meeting? No. No. Good meeting, though. What, what, oh, really? Yeah. Good. What's your goss? What's my goss? Bevan, I did time trial last week. Do you what, know? What uh, distance? 16 Ks. Nice. Oh, you were telling me about this, yeah? And? <clears throat> 5% improvement since I started training. That's pretty good. 15 watts. 15 watts, that's pretty 15 good. 15 or 16 watts, 314 watts now. Hey guys, just chuck it down there, mate. Yeah, yep. sweet ass, bro. Take a couple. Take a couple for yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everything? Uh, no, there's nine books here. Do you mind giving me a hand? I'll sort them up. Oh, just, just keep bringing them up. We're gonna keep here. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's fine. So, sorry. Yeah. Don't worry. Convenient <laughs> excuse. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to keep talking because I couldn't be bothered giving them a hand. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, the guy asked him for a hand. Said, no, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm working, mate. Yeah. It's live, it's live TV here, hey, live radio. Job. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if I gave him a hand, he might lose his job. If we're in America, you'd have to tip him then, I you? know. Tipping in America, it does my head in. Does my head in too. It does my head in when I'm trying to do budgets as well for camps and stuff. You're like, hold on, that's not the price. I've got to add on tax. I've got to add on this. I've got to add on guys. that. Then I've got to add on 20% bloody gratuity. There's two guys here. 
Why do they need me to get banned? Just keep your voice down. They okay, might not true. give you all the boxes. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Some cool editors gear in there. So, yeah. so what else? Okay, 5% gain. That's good. So, yeah. We've got to talk until these guys are finished. Mm. I can't I can't I can't get up and be just standing around. Got next race of the, the bikery JD Duathlon coming up this Ooh. weekend. Yep. Last weekend we had uh we got rid of one of the kids. I tell you what. Oh you've only got one kid now. I've only got one kid. <laughs> Which one did you choose? We Sophie's choice. choice. Yeah, we Have you ever read Sophie's choice? No. Oh, it's a horrible story. So it's a story about this in the war, the mm. Germans said to a mother mm. I know one or the other. One or the other or we kill them both. Mm. Mm. Tricky. Wouldn't want to go down that path. We got Thomas went to the in-laws for the for the weekend, so we just had Felicity in. and everybody tells us why, why only why didn't Felicity go as well? Just easier that way. Um, oh really? Yeah. And she's going next weekend, but just so they get a bit of solo time. Do you ever do but, like dad and Tom time? Oh yeah, we have we have yeah we have boys stuff boys weekend. Okay, what about girls weekend? Um, we'll be getting into a bit of that. She has girls weekend with with mum. Yep. Oh, I did see you were doing more Instagrams. That's not me. <laughs> oh no no no, John, you're actually being dishonest now. You Instagrammed on a bike ride. No, I didn't. Well, who did? Belinda Instagrammed me on a bike ride. How does that work? Did she go for a bike ride? No, she takes my photos and does things with them. I've oh, got, so I've she... Got, I've got zero interest in Instagram. At but least, wait a second, unless they you, want to sponsor the show. Did you... Did you <laughs> <laughs> it's always a sponsorship angle with you. Wait a second, John Newsom. So here we go, here's your Instagram. Yeah. So wait a second, who took that ride? Who took that photo? I took the photo, I did not put it on Instagram. What does the caption say below? Got biking with my BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> There's my boxes. Thanks, mate. And Thanks. yeah, and, and then Jen Peters has got ha 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 ha. Yeah, and then he's got one with you kid. You got you got some O2 Creations kids, Angry Birds triathlon. They are pretty cool. They are. I, I, met, I thought John's ready to get into Instagram. It's good. No, he's not. Yeah. How many followers do you have, John Newsom? You got three people following you. Me. You got me, Belinda, and Jen. Nice. And Jody, someone. Yeah, yeah. Jody Bartel. Yeah. So there you go. So um, so it was great. I mean, well, oh, even your photo is you riding on your bike, and she's got to put a lot of effort in. God, are you doing a tour de France or something? Are you? I had the big screen set up is in my your garage. Big screen at home. <laughs> Did you take it to the garage? So I've got. So <laughs> that's a massive screen. Well, no. So what happened? We've we bought an overhead projector for the um for the tri club. And, uh, and we've got a big screen. Conveniently, <laughs> so I set it up in my garage. It was pretty wicked. I watched uh, Lake Placid and I watched some other race on there. It was pretty good. I tried to get my my, my sky box so I could stream the the Tour de France down there, so I could have it on the massive screen yeah. down, but it didn't work. So nice. I was quite disappointed. So is that just permanently set up in your garage? Is it? No, it's not. Oh, sure it isn't. But I'm going to have a guy on the show. Oh, he's going to go sign. You keep talking, John. I'm going to have a guy on the show in the next uh, little period to talk about uh, doing group training sessions with some group training software. It's going to be pretty cool, and you can do all this big screen sort of stuff. Because I'm buying ten trainers, like proper kick-ass trainers. We're setting up. I'm setting up Wednesday. Oh, trainer type of thing. Yeah, I'm setting up Wednesday afternoon sport for for triathlon for for kids in Christchurch. It's going to be awesome. What do you mean Wednesday afternoon sport? You know, how if you knock off school early on Wednesdays. I've got a sign here. Thanks, mate. Thank you. My cool. second. Um, there you go. What a crappy First signature. Name? Oh, sorry? First name? Uh, Bevan. Bevan. Yep, it's going to be the name of the uh, the royal baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, I, I helped him out lots, didn't I? Yeah. So now we can finish the show. Yeah. But anyway, you have a story I've interrupted you like 20 times. You yeah. had a story. Jeez, that's not like you. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> People sometimes write an email, Jeez, you interrupt John a lot. Like, yeah, I'm setting up Wednesday afternoon sport. We finish school on we- early on Wednesday afternoons in New Zealand. 2.30. 2.30. And so they often go off and do sport. We're going to have triathlon as an option. Then we're going to be setting up and we've got, uh, we're have got going to have all these bike things so they can do little swim bike run races every Where week. Where will you do it? Uh, Jelly Park. Oh, cool. It's going to be wicked. 
And so what, out. there's stationary bike races? Yeah, but you can have, you have a big screen up and it tells you exactly oh, so where. Oh, so a computer in the top Yeah, thing. so you can tell you where you're at and How all that, that sort of stuff. Um, quite a lot, probably about 20 grand to set up. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's all good. And how many bikes do we have for that? 10 to 12. So will you have like little time trial races? Mm. Little swim bike you get 40 kids? Uh, then we'll do sort of a, we'll make, rotate make it all around. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make it work. It's oh. a nice problem to have when you've got more people than you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which yeah, buy yeah, more. Was so, there another so, story that I interrupted? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I only had one child for the weekend. It was, oh, that's right. It was bliss. Really? Because Felicity's a perfect little girl, and Thomas has challenged us at, at times, and we know that that's going to switch around. As they get older, Thomas will become easier, and Felicity will become harder, and we, we know that it's going to happen, but just having one child. Why will that happen? Because, you know what girls like when they're teenagers? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know from experience. I know, mate. I know. I've got a 16-year-old. I know. So, so you know, and, and um, but she's just a very easy child, and Thomas is challenging. And Do you know what's really nice about when they get – because, like, Tyler, last year – was just a lot of like fourteen, fifteen, hard work. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe it. Hard work, not motivated. Mm. You know, doing stupid things and and just like I was like, oh my god, this. You know, sometimes mm. you wonder if you want to be a parent. Mm. And then like the last six months, it's like a new person mm. and like awesome and fun and and suddenly get ambition in her own life and um, mature and and you know enjoy her company and mm. you kind of go, oh, thank God for that. Battle through. They say that with girls. They say 13 to 16. Mm. You know, you can do the hard yards. Mm. Boys boys are just lots of energy and stupid. So do stupid things. Bevan, I mean, Bevan, well, sort of Bevan and Thomas, he's just a <laughs> yahoo, man. He's just really? full on. <laughs> Is he? Just. You just got to burn their energy, don't you? Mm. You just got to burn them out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it, Bevan. Do you play fight much? I do some slamming Felicity all weekend on the bed. She loves it. Just do the bloody Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Not Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior above the head, and then slam. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah, because I, I, I went to a friend's house night for, night for mm-hmm. dinner, and we watched rugby. Go to the Crusaders. Yeah. And, um, and they got they got four kids. Four kids. They just had a new baby. It's like, oh, they're the Brady Bunch, because it's a combination of kids from both relationships. And, and they're good kids, eh? And, and I was just going nutbug fighting with them like crazy. Mm. And it was quite cute. At the end of the night, one of the kids, Keenan, who's seven, he comes up to me and goes, are you coming around tomorrow? <laughs> and they're going to So anyway, anyway. Nice. Anyway. We're going to wrap it up. I've got to go. What about me? Oh, what about you? Sorry. You gave you the opportunity before and you said not much is going on. Well, and admittedly not much is going on. Yeah. Going to America, but. You went for a ride, came in and, uh, and went f- and saw over here, you've got your Epic Camp uh, yeah. I'll, top, I'll be, been out for a bike ride. On a sad day, I do about two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, been knocking out Secret two training. Well, no, my knee's a bit screwed. Oh. Impact's really hurting my knees. I think I might need an operation. Oh. So cycling's kind of the only option. That's you should have gone cycling on Sunday, man. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It's like 16, 17 still degrees. still nice on sad day. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a flat tyre every week. Yes, you get a lot of flat tyres. Do you get lots of flat tyres right now? No, I have good tyres. So do I. No, I do invest in good tyres. I don't buy the cheap oh, end. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I did. And uh, I forgot, because mm. I hadn't been riding in so long, mm. I didn't tape anything. Like I, didn't even, mm. I, had, I had a tube, but I didn't have a pump, I didn't have levers or anything. Tube's not that great without a pump. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Luckily, the guy passed me, so he was really friendly and he helped me out and all the rest of it. He takes off and his, his spoke broke. Oh, no. Yeah, and his bike was really screwed. Give him his wheel? Give him your wheel? Yep, I did. Yeah, because yeah, it's her role. I'm always helping others, especially when they ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Joe, you're just going to knock on Joe's door in a minute. Joe, we need some uh, boxes moved here. Yeah, do you want to come and sort these boxes out? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. you've got bloody roadworks outside your house, so I'm going to have to take an extra five minutes to get out of there. Oh, cones, every, cones everywhere. Yeah. Well, they've got to make sure the, the nice part of the city's fixed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Iron Russ. I'm in it. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.